All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Star Trek Europa. I am your host. As always, actually, I'm pretty much pretty always the GM here. Uh, Jeff Harvey. You can find me all the places at Studio Tembo. There's a link. Uh, I will put a link in the chat whenever I get around to putting a link in the chat and you can just wait. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and do an introduction. Uh, let's start with Brian. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm playing uh, several characters, uh, most especially uh, Ensign Yezabeth Beach. Uh, can't find him anywhere. Yeah, no. Uh, please do not find me. I, I I enjoy my privacy. The link is in the thingy now. So, uh, uh, Kendall, go ahead. Hi, I am Kendall. I'm Kendall the Elemental on TikTok, and I will be playing some characters today. Some new characters. That. <laughs> Um, all right, Ev. Um, I am Ev. You can find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix. Uh, I have the plague and the brain squirrels. So this will be an interesting evening. Yes. Um, on the note of interesting evenings, this will probably be a two-part episode. So if you like this episode, stay tuned for the next episode, which will hopefully be in a week. Uh, Jack. No, wait, Jack. Yeah, Jack, you're up. Did we do everybody? Yes, me, no, maybe, perhaps. Uh, I, I lost track of who had said words, so. No, that, that, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's me tonight anyway. Um, yes, hello, I am Jack. Uh, I don't know if you can see me because I am running everything on my laptop. Uh, my normal spiel, you may know me from my own channel, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension and the related uh, Twitter and YouTube. Go check those out. Uh, I am normally running a series called RPGs Uncovered in which I... Uh, it's a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it can be to learn a new TTRPG. Uh, we look at mainly indie TTRPGs, but my, but I might be moving into some some bigger ones coming soon, uh, where I break down the rules, make it nice and easy to digest, so you don't have to read through an entire 300-page book. You can just watch like a 10, 15-minute or so series of videos on my YouTube and then sit down and play a game. Uh, we've had three really cool seasons so far. I'm getting the fourth set up. A uh, lot of really great stuff, so if you're interested in learning some new games uh maybe come check me out uh i will also say that yes i am running everything that i usually have a dedicated really powerful computer for three monitors all kinds of accessories i'm running it all or as much as i can on my laptop today because my computer crapped out on me uh so we're going to see how long that lasts but uh i will say i'm sure jeff will be getting to his own shilling soon do support studio studio tembo as much as you can great show jeff's a great guy not only this show but his other show oops and all all the people he brings on to talk with them uh but if you are in some crazy alternate reality where you actually had disposable income and you like the idea of what I do, maybe consider heading over to my own Ko-Fi uh, and helping me fix my computer because it's <laughs> going to be difficult for me to continue if I don't, if I have to run on my laptop. Uh, Jim on YouTube said he uh, hasn't seen you on his feed yet, so go ahead and drop a link in the in the notes there and he can see that and yeah. find out. Um, from there, let's go ahead and, uh, I'll do one last quick shill for myself. Oh, also I'm playing Captain Ronnie Ambrose and all kinds yes. of other cool characters. Cause that was what we're doing tonight. Right. Uh, and, and secret agent Tong. Um, so, uh, last shilling for me is, uh, if you like this channel, please like subscribe. 
uh, you can find us on Twitch and all the other places. But if you like us on YouTube, um, you can also get uh, access to the uh, or you'll get notifications when you get when, when we get the continuing conversations podcasts out starring Michael Dismuke and Jim Johnson, the uh, one of the writers and the uh, product line manager for Star Trek Adventures, the RPG. Um, their podcast is hosted on my channels and I will be returning to hosting that show sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm not sure when somewhere around somewhere around their one year anniversary for that show. I'll be back on that show um, as it took off from my STA engage show originally. Um, there are other things in the works on this channel that are not RPG related. Uh, so don't be shocked if you find things that are RPG adjacent uh, on this channel in the near future. Um, also on TikTok and all the things I put the link in the thing. I think Jack was going to put his link in the thing. Let's go ahead and get started. Evelyn, can you do a recap for us since you are the nope. only one who Jesus takes Christ. notes? <laughs> I take um, notes, but they're on my dead computer. definitely should have asked me like three hours ago because it took me an hour to figure out how to eat. Yeah. So when you were like, we're going at seven, I'm like, oh, good. because I've been trying to eat crackers and peanut butter since 530 and uh, it's not been happening. I'm going to be on rare form tonight, folks. Yes. This is going to be a brilliant mess. Going to be a mess. Quite possibly our best worst episode. <laughs> All right. So last time we had a party, and by we I mean Koba threw one hell of a rager, um, and it was a smashing success, and nobody broke anything. Um, right. Usually I do recap, like I do a recap. I can um, actually, uh, since last episode didn't really have a lot going on, we don't, we can skip a lot of that, but I do want to add some things that we did in previous, previous episodes that might come up today. Um, in the, uh, over the course of the season one and season two, we've had a lot of dealings with the Toral's house of, of the house of Duras, son of Duras. It's the house of Toral now and the house of way back. Yep. Varak, uh, Var, Var, Varnak, Varnak, Varnak. Um, the Nate and I wrote 11 times today and can't pronounce, um, we also dealt with uh, a lot of other characters in that time frame and timeline. Uh, there was a lot of going on with the Tel Shiar and Toshari, uh, who was one of the characters that uh, was introduced um, pretty much in the first episode, I think. Um, uh, there was a, a, a ring of spies that uh, the Federation had uncovered or was in the process of uncovering. Uh, and Ambrose and company were to had found some information uh, and taken it to uh, the Romulan Empire, had to take it to the Romulan Empire to break the 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 alliance between the House of Varnak and the Tal Shiar, um, which shortly thereafter, we discovered that uh, there was a coup or some kind of happenings on Romulus when was the last time we'd heard from Toshari uh, and uh really from the Roman Romanistar Empire. There'd been a lot of silence coming out of the Empire since then. Um, so those are some things that are, are interesting to know. If anyone has any notes, any remembrances of that, um, they can add it in there. Otherwise, we'll just get started. Yeah, you guys remember much of that because it was a long time ago. Remember bits of it. And the thing you sent me today. Yes, and the thing I sent you today, which is more or less a complete recap thing. So I can use, we, we, we'll use that as a, a way to... Uh, um, feed some stuff in. Um, I forgot my cold open. Um, so let's go ahead and just start with the captain's log, because I think that is probably the best place to start this episode out at. And then we'll come back 
from the break after the first couple scenes and do some stuff. So. Captain's log. Stardate 54739.2. Starfleet command wasn't very forthcoming with details, but Admiral Aralani confirmed Europa's temporary detachment from the Narendra task force. We've been ordered to report with all possible speed to Starbase 234 and rendezvous with the USS Ranger. In addition, Eva reported that two members of the crew have received eyes-only encoded messages from Starfleet security. Lieutenant Tong and Lieutenant Silva have been reassigned to the Ranger. I'm being kept in the dark here as to what is happening with some of my most junior officers, and I am not happy about it. To make matters worse, Starfleet Command has also dispatched JAG to look into some recent activity regarding my XO and chief medical officer. All right. Um, first shots open up as Europa is entering into uh, Starbase, uh, into the orbit of Starbase 234. Um, those of you who don't remember, Starbase 234 has had a lot of on-screen presence, or at least um, on-screen discussion in episodes uh, of Next Gen. Um, it's where Picard launched the uh, the network to to stop the Duras interference as well. Um, the Ranger's already there. Uh, when you arrive in orbit, you are promptly hailed by... What kind of ship is the Ranger? The Ranger is a nebula. I don't actually have a picture of the Ranger, but that's actually one of my other games that I ran. Um, the Ranger is in orbit already, and as soon as it arrives, as soon as you arrive, um, before you really have a chance to get situated, even in system, um, you are hailed uh, by Captain Fernandez. Captain Fernandez, Captain Ronnie Ambrose here. How can I help you? We weren't given much information. Nor was I, Captain. Unfortunately, uh, we are in a bit of a rush. I've got a JAG officer who is quite impatient to come aboard, and I have been informed I must take aboard your two officers as well. We have to rendezvous. A rendezvous. We have a lot of work to do before we get uh, we get going. Lieutenant, I'm sorry, Lieutenant Commander Harris is the JAG officer that will be attending to you. And uh, Agent Thomas from Starfleet Security is not giving me a lot of information. I'd hope he'd given you some more. Do you have any idea how how long my lieutenants will be away on your ship? I don't. Uh, what I do know, I'm not really at liberty to say, but with any luck, you'll get them back soon. Of course. I have them already prepared. I will send them over with haste. <sighs> Good luck, Captain. And to you. With that, uh, the screen goes dark. Uh, I'm going to immediately look over to uh, to Dasabi 
get anything off of them? Actually, um, I can do that too. Did I get anything off of them? <laughs> um, tension and probably a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness. Uh, he doesn't necessarily seem to think he, he doesn't necessarily know everything that's going on either. Just there's a lot of pressure on him. I don't like when admirals keep their captains in the dark. It usually means they're, I don't want to say doing something they're not supposed to, but doing something that could be, could have far reaching consequences. Consequences that us captains and crew will have to deal with. Indeed. Down in the transporter room, Silva and Tong are prepared to transport over, I assume. Uh, uh, before you guys beam out, a uh, gentleman beams onto the ship who looks like this. Although, you know, not distorted because I couldn't make it not distort. I will share that with you guys. I don't have how to do that. I will theoretically share that with you before the end of the break because I don't know how to do it right we, now. We see him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny because it's actually the actor from Jag. Um, mm. <laughs> but he beams aboard and, and uh, looks at Tong and, and Silva and Lieutenants. Commander, uh, uh, hello. We we were we were just on our our way out, but uh, yeah, I I heard you were uh, co coming coming aboard. Uh, normally, I would I would show you around, but like I said, I uh, we're we're just on our our way uh, to the Ranger. Yeah, I'd heard, and it's unfortunate because I wanted to talk to the two of you in particular, but I guess it'll have to wait. Good luck. Right. Uh, you too. Um, with that, he, uh, uh, his escort and, uh, and he leave the room escort from your ship. Obviously. Yeah. I assume there was actually somebody else there to show yeah. the brand. Yeah. Someone from security. Um, with that, uh, it's, uh, it's Ensign Lackey. Mills or Coba. Yeah. Ensign Lackey's fine. <laughs> they don't get any, they don't need any screen time. Um, <laughs> With unnamed extra number six. Uh, the with that, um, if Tong and Silva want to say anything before they get on the transporter and beam over, they can. If not, we'll beam over. Right. Uh, Tong just looks nervous, like more, like more noticeably more nervous than Tong's usual amount of hyperactive nervousness. Relax. They wouldn't be sending uh they wouldn't be sending us if it was Dane. If it, they wouldn't be sending us if it was an important mission. It's probably just uh it's probably just uh routine inspections of some kind. Right. Um right. Okay. Right. Step out on the transporter and beam over. Um when you arrive. Uh, you are greeted by this fine gentleman here, also with less distortion in his actual face. Um, secret routine inspections, yes. Um, 
You materialize and he's standing there. He is wearing black. He is wearing armor. Um, he does not have the phaser in his hand, but um, he also does not have a rank uh, insignia on his body. Which you can see anyway. So Lieutenant Tong, Lieutenant uh, Silva, welcome aboard the Ranger. I will be your commanding officer. I am Agent Thomas. You will address me as Agent Thomas. Can't help but notice you're not wearing the uh, Delta. Uh, but, uh, is this not a Starfleet operation? This is an operation that is sanctioned by the Federation. He, he said that kind of weird. Yeah, uh, Silva will, will give a, a curious glance towards Tong, but doesn't know. Doesn't do we get any... black turtlenecks? You do. He points to the two bags on the yes. ground there. Put those on and meet me in Holodeck 3. Do we right. our communicators? No. No. Okay. We'll see you shortly. And right. uh, let's go to open credits. I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, all right. Back aboard Europa. Um, Lieutenant Commander Harris, best gentleman here, heads to the bridge uh, where he will promptly encounter uh, the captain, I'm guessing. I don't know where the command staff went. Why is command way down there now? Oh, senior officers. That's who I want. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I forgot how this is laid out. He comes on the bridge. Um, there's a def definitive uh, change in the sense of um, in both Ambrose and uh, Dasavi. Your, your, your empathy and or telepathy promptly kicks in with a, um, a, a high tension and almost an eagerness um, coming from the, the Lieutenant Commander who comes aboard. He's dressed uh, in, an, in a, his typical JAG uniform. Um, that should have gold piping on it, but it doesn't. Um, go around the, not like Admiral piping, but JAG piping. Anyway, uh, he uh, comes to the bridge and reports to, hands, walks over to the captain and, and uh, hands, stands in front of you and hands uh, Dasavi uh, a, a pad. Captain Ambrose, my name is Lieutenant Commander Harris, and I am here as the Judge Advocate General Representative in, well, in an investigation into the events that took place recently uh, involving 
Commander Onet. The paperwork that he's handed you is, uh, the doctor is, um, typical, like Starfleet jag stuff. Like this is the investigation, the scope of the investigation, all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm aboard your ship. I need these provisions kind of things. What, who, so what would you, what you would give to an XO for this kind of situation? Right. Nothing out of the ordinary. If you have a moment, Captain, I would like to speak with you in private. Of course. My ready room. You guys head into the ready room. Um, <laughs> Captain's going to do this anyway. Um, there we go. Ready room. Captain, I, uh, I know this can be an inconvenience having Jag aboard ship. I hope to make this as uninvasive as possible, unintrusive. I suspect you are aware of the reports of misconduct committed by your first officer. Yes, of course. Uh, those reports were written by herself and presented through me. Excellent. Uh, I don't know what your relationship with your ex- with your executive officer is, but I do find sometimes that these sorts of situations can be troubling for some crews. I hope that is not going to be the case here. From my understanding of these proceedings, it requires a sort of adversarial nature between yourself and members of my crew. Somewhat. I think as long as we all handle this situation in good faith and with respect to everybody involved, I don't think there needs to be any extra commotion. I'll be frank, Captain. Um, I believe that I was tasked with this assignment because I think, I feel that the sort of gross abuse of power that your first officer has allegedly done is grounds for termination from the fleet. Prison time, possibly. And I intend to I intend to find justice. It's a complicated word there, Commander. I don't disagree. But I think you would agree that it is our our job in Starfleet is to ensure a more just society. Our job in Starfleet is to uphold the principles of the Federation, and one of the guiding principles of the Federation is understanding. Context is important, and punishment should not be the goal of any sort of punitive actions, any sort of discipline. The goal should be correction. 
one of the founding principles of the Federation is the freedom of choice for every individual in Star, every individual in the Federation, and really every individual outside of it as well. It was a violation of the Prime Directive, and there was an assault on two people. A grievous sort of assault. I think if a punitive action must be taken in order to ensure that this sort of thing never happens again, then that is what must be done. We are not here to decide the future of all of Starfleet and its citizens. We are here to decide the future of one particular person, and their future should be regarded as such, not as a principle for future deterrent. Perhaps. But I think you and I both know that any rulings, any, any recommendations that I make, be it for court-martial or not, will have lasting repercussions outside of this ship. You're not wrong. This is an individual's life in play. But it is also more than that. Well... I am here, as always, to uphold my duties to Starfleet and the Federation, and I will do so to the letter. That's all any of us can be asked to do, Captain. I do have, and he pulls another pad out of his pack, I do have a list of resources I will require, um, a rune office and things like that. As the executive officer is the primary suspect. Uh, I do not feel it's necessarily appropriate to go through them for all of my needs. I would agree. I can assign an extra liaison to this. And, and let, me, let me ask, actually, our cast here, uh, my immediate thought would act... Mm, no, there would be a conflict of interest there, too. I was gonna say Kendall, character Kendall, not, not cast Kendall, right. but seeing as they're related... Uh, yeah. I don't think that works. Yeah. Anyone else have any suggestions for who that should be? I think Mills might be an interesting choice. Unless we want to be able to have more people in the scene, in which case. Um, okay, say if if there are if there are moments where the liaison needs to be present while Dasavi is being questioned, then that gets weird right um uh, i think hage might be the best bet i was gonna say probably yezabeth yezabeth okay given her background and her uh her position as ops officer yeah. okay there's a conflict okay. of interest in that too potentially i mean there's going to be a conflict of interest right. no matter who yeah, we no assign really the conflict of interest, I don't think Starfleet would necessarily see it that way because the Hage symbiote is, um, that, that's not the way the Trill would call it. Got you. Okay. So uh, the Starfleet being the people mm-hmm. who would try to honor the Trill's traditions and that probably would not call that a conflict of interest. 
Plus, I think a smidge of conflict of interest is interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will assign. Uh, she's still ensign, I believe. She's still she's ensign. She's still an ensign. Yeah. Uh, I will assign ensign Yesbeth H to oversee. Whatever you require, you can go through. You can go through her for any any concerns that you would normally go through the XO, unless clearance is an issue, in which case you can simply come to me. Uh, any clearances that I require, I can. I will. I will do my best to uh, to keep everyone informed. Very good. Thank you, Captain. And I hope this is not too jarring for everyone. It's my hope as well. All right. He uh, leaves the uh, leaves the office, and as he's heading towards the uh, the turbo lift, um, he uh, he gives a glance over to uh, to Oneit. You get again. You get the sense of um, of eagerness, um, almost zealotry, from him as he uh, heads off the bridge. He'll just simply give him a smile and a nod. Yeah. Um, anyone want to do anything aboard Europa before we move over to the Ranger? Are there perhaps more people being transferred to the ship? There is at least one more. Um, I don't know which one you wanted to have. Uh, Kendall, I don't know which, which one of those two you wanted to have brought aboard. Uh, Tana is the one that is going to be transferred to the ship. Okay. And that's your science officer? That is my, yeah, that is my communications officer. I think she was put under engineering. Communications. We'll put her under command. That's where she would go. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, with that, you uh, you beam aboard. Um, Tana Sul is that what it is? Yep. That's funny. That was my one almost almost exactly one of my characters from Eve's name. Um. Anyway, you beam aboard. Europa is slightly different than mother ships you've been aboard. Um. The first thing you notice is that it's a little bit more modern. Um, you're just coming from a, a nebula, which is getting to be not older, but slightly older. Yes, new guests in Gontong isn't going to greet them. Um, uh, you are uh, you are greeted by uh, the the primary liaison officer from command, um, which is again nobody of particular note, um, who tells you that you can report to Commander Onet. Um, who is likely on the bridge. Um, but uh, she will, the commander will make sure that you are situated. Commander Oneat, you are aware that this character, this this uh, communications officer is coming aboard. So whether you want to be on the bridge or in your ready room or whatever you want to do. After on the bridge, you'll be on the bridge. All right. Tana will start making her way there right the, other, the next thing that you notice aboard ship is that it is 
kind of sparsely populated. There's not as many people in the corridors as you would expect to see on a normal ship of this size. Um, certain you've read up on the ship and know about the the situation with Eva and all that. So, um, but seeing it in practice is a little more um, disconcerting. Um, you arrive on the bridge, uh, spacious bridge, and uh, the person who would suspect as being the captain or the the first officer is likely sitting in the command chair at the moment. I'm sure Ambrose is doing paperwork somewhere. Yeah, Ambrose is in his office oscillating between uh, the JAG paperwork and doing as much research on this Lieutenant Commander Harris as he can. Okay. Uh, would it be safe to say maybe Kova is at the security station? Sure. Kova will, will say, ooh, a fresh meat. Excuse me. Oh. Uh, that's an old earth expression. It means valued, valued new person. Tavi will stand up and turn around. Lieutenant Sewell, I presume. Yes, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Commander Onia? Yes. Pleasure is all mine. Please don't mind our security officer here. She just kind of shoots him a got it look. And if I do recall my Earth colloquialisms correctly, that is not what that means. I will note that for future reference. And quickly gets back to work. <laughs> All right. Anything else for that scene you guys want to do? She's going to go find where she's supposed to be working at. <laughs> okay. Um, Savvy will give you your, your room assignments and all that jazz. Okay. Let me know if there's anything you need. I will keep that in mind. I'm not sure if there's anything I need yet because I don't exactly... I've read up on it, but it's different being in person. Indeed. Uh, Eva is a very unique a very unique system. Europa is a very unique Oh, I'm moving you to science because I just thought of a thing. You're going to be working with Lieutenant Commander Maxwell, or Foxwell. Ugh. Can we get <laughs> rid of him already? <laughs> the, I, just, I just realized that this is a way to get rid of him. <laughs> well, there we go. Okay. Um, we have a replacement. <laughs> um, all right. Back over to the Ranger. We have Tong and Silva. Um, you guys are working very hard in the holodeck. It is, you are doing a lot of strenuous um, rock climbing and uh, evading uh, Nausicaan replicated warriors and, and that kind of thing. Um, you've been working hard for probably at least four hours. Um, every time you think you're going to get a chance to stop and take a drink or anything like that, uh, you are, you know, assaulted essentially by, uh, more things. Um, I'd be at Nausicans or at one point there was a Gorn, um, just random weirdness, um, 
continues to happen as you are in the holodeck. Um, all while wearing snappy turtlenecks. All while wearing snappy turtlenecks uh, and no insignias. And you have phaser rifles that are um, the pretty much the top of the line. Like these are the phaser rifles that the Europa doesn't even have because they're, you know, they're the, next year's phaser rifles. They're next year's phaser rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, no tricorders and like that. You're just kind of on your own. And it's just the two of you. After a few minutes, uh, after all of that time, you managed to find yourselves. Uh, you were being chased by uh, some kind of uh, like Horta with long legs um, and fast <laughs> moving. Uh, it chased you uh, up into a cave system and down towards uh, a, a water pool where the two of you decided that you, this would be a good place to lose a flaming rock creature with giant legs. Um, and you managed to get into the water and swim to a small little island where you are, the two of you are, are still sitting. Um, you're both, you know, wet and tired and probably cranky. And uh, this is a, you have a moment to, uh, to, to actually grab some rationing, uh, take a couple bites. Um, but you've been told, you've been told nothing so far. Silva will reach into the water, pull out like a filtration device in order to convert uh, some water into uh, drinkable form. I'm sure the, the holodeck handles all that. Uh, and she'll toss some to uh, um, uh, Tong, and we better drink. Like fumbles it all over the place as he, as he tries to catch it. <laughs> um, right. Thank you. What are they going to throw at us next? A 50 foot Spock? I hope not. That would be terrifying, like everything else here. I, 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 I did, I did not train for for this. I mean, I suppose that's what this is. Um, but I, I'm a, I, I'm, I, I'm a transporter technician. He kind of says to the, <laughs> to the holodeck, I, uh, I am not a security officer. Are they training us to go up against a a, a horta with legs? I don't, I don't understand this training program at all. It seems to just be testing how how much patience we have. Right. Uh, I I was originally pretty excited for the turtlenecks and all that, <laughs> um, but I don't know about Nausikins or Gorns or weird muscular ostrich horda hybrids my guess is they must wherever we're going they must not want to let us know ahead of time uh right 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 right. ostrich it it must be something we must be going somewhere where these things aren't and they're just throwing the opposite at us uh right I um I don't not really sure why they would want me on this mission. Um what are you talking about? You're 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 a certified secret agent, Tom. Comma Tom. Uh the, the remember when you snuck into the snuck into the bowels of the ship uh to allegedly to figure out who was spying on the uh, the, the who the who had infiltrated the ship, that was all you. 
oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, no, as an engineer, I'm very good at crawling through uh, the various deck works and Jeffrey's tubes of starships. I am less, uh, less inclined to wrestle large reptilian aliens. At which point you guys hear some, some howling of sorts coming down from one of the, one of the cave corners. We better get going. Uh, I think it, I think, I think the, uh, the Hungarian blood wolf has caught our scent. Let's get out of here. I don't like any of those words. (laughs) Uh, and you, uh, dart back into action, um, making your way through the various things back aboard the Europa, uh, Tanasul, Lieutenant Sewell. Uh, heads down to her uh, to, to library access, which is where she's been assigned. Um, you are going to be working with, uh, excuse me, uh, O'Connor and Foxwell um, to direct some of the Eva project. Um, we haven't seen much of Eva, and we haven't talked to Foxwell in probably seven episodes, eight episodes. <laughs> um, thank God. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go. Look, he's done very valuable work. That has just not been important enough for us um, a lot. Yes. Annoying just... Tong and O'Connor and belittling. Yes. Not even good enough to get a picture. <laughs> um, so you, you, uh, you arrive in library access. Um, oops. That is not what I wanted to do. Um, O'Connor and uh, Foxwell are, are in there. It, there's a it's it's an awkwardly silent room because you can get just looking at it that Foxwell clearly doesn't uh, uh, is clearly wrapped up in his work, and uh, O'Connor is kind of like as far away from him as she can be in that room. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, every now and again. O'Connor will mutter something not quite loud enough for Foxwell to pick up, um, presumably loud enough for Eva to pick up, which is the point. Like, o- O'Connor is clearly to Eva, and as you get closer, you'll, you'll realize O'Connor is talking to Eva under her breath, as though Eva is another living in the room. She's going to quietly walk up to O'Connor, kind of peek over her shoulder at what she's doing. What are we working on? Oh, uh, uh, Lieutenant. Uh, yes. Um, running some, some diagnostics and just making sure everything is okay. The commander. Um, has concerns about the and the amount of control she has over the ship. Wants to make sure that nothing go awry. I've also got this project over on on this side. And she types into another screen. Um, we're working on the SSH. Ha, uh, was 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 the Halloran station for a while. Um, it came back with a significant amount of information and um, has given us access to that information so we can uh, 
well, sort uh, sort of parse out how how AI learns. And um, in the great debate of sentience. Oh yes. Which side are you on? I think the both the SSH and Eva have demonstrated quite and she gets a little quieter unequivocally that they are sentient. Eva feels she has emotions, she's experienced fear and worry and and concern for her future. And the SSH clearly has an, an ego, and I don't mean that in you know big head. I mean you know in that sense of self. And don't help. So, would you consider these to be born from all of you? I suppose, in a way, born from from Doctor. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Zimmerman, um, Doctor Zimmerman created the uh, the well the base programming for the SSH, of course, so the, the current of the EMH in his own image. And Doctor Zimmerman has an outrageous ego, uh, and he programmed that into his uh, uh, creations. Uh, Doctor Maddox, uh, Doctor Maddox created Eva. That is a different, uh, different thing altogether. Eva uh, is uh, a product of. Um, Positronic learning, uh, unlike the SSH, which is a, a series of algorithms and uh, is an AI in the in the classical sense of what we call an AI. It, it's intelligent um, because of its subroutines, but it's not uh, it's not the same kind of intelligence. Maybe when it was on Halloran Station, it was something similar to that. But Eva, Eva is um, Eva is something entirely unique. Sentient, though I, I don't, um, I don't believe that intelligence and sentience are the same thing. So uh, I've yet, I've seen a lot of um, evidence. And what I would that, you consider sentience? Uh, well, it's it's a complicated. Uh, um, yes, but I'm asking your opinion. Fire uh, is not sentient, but it does all the things that living things do. Um, uh, it breathes. It procreates. It eats. Um, uh, it, it almost seems to think at times. Um, dolphins, uh, we have determined, uh, and that's why I have citation uh, labs here on board the ship, um, that they have a, a level of sentience and awareness and self. Um, uh, I've always considered sentience a form of convenience of being able to label something. Certainly, certainly. Uh, but uh, in the determination of rights, uh, 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 it seems to be more out of convenience. Because I do believe the Cardassians, let's consider my sort, barely sentient. Yeah. So. True. I don't believe that anyone else really contested that. Uh, it was ruled that Commander Data, uh, in fact, uh, controlled uh, at least some level of sentience and. Uh, uh, that is, of course, the foundation for what Eva is. is but um, Yes, but his sentience was determined and by people who were not of him. 
They was uh, out of convenience. There were no others. Um, the, there is no one else to 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 assign him this. Uh, it was Commander Maddox was the most uh, is the foremost expert on uh, the Sung type um, positronic uh, uh, life forms, I suppose. And the the whole point uh, of this was that Commander Data. Uh, we wanted to, re- well, we, Dr. Maddox, wanted to research data more thoroughly to determine uh, the level of um, sentience that may have existed there and, and, and possibly create more of this. Um, and we were not able to do this. So there is a lot of uh, similarity but dissimilarity between Eva and uh, Commander Data. Commander Data actually had the life experiences of hundreds of other uh, humans, humans who had... Um, and you didn't put your, your life experiences into this AI that you were assisting? Of course not. Uh, this is a machine. She's designed to do tasks and perform the the the, the functions of the ship. Um, of course, her code is indicative of our um, uh, our understanding, our personalities, and, and our idiosyncrasies. But she is her own. Uh, once she was activated, uh, uh, once it was activated, uh, it took on some more of it of its own, which is what an AI is designed to do. Um, Sentience, though, that is the real key. Uh, and are we prepared to declare a ship sentient? Are you too scared to? I, it, I don't, I won't be aboard the ship once all of this is over. So I'm not the one who will be a parasite uh, aboard uh, a ship that could, uh, given free will, uh, choose not to be in Starfleet anymore and eject all of you into space. We could always ask her to let us stay. So, where am I working in here? Your station is, um, he points to one of the other stations there. Thank you. Of course. Uh, uh, welcome aboard. Pleasure. He uh, gives O'Connor kind of a look, uh, kind of a side eye. And I need to, uh, uh, we need to, uh, uh, I need to access the, uh, uh, the, the the core information from uh, uh, the Halloran station. Um, I want to cross-reference it with some of Eva's uh, subroutines. Uh, could you bring that, please? Thank you. Yes, send, sir. Send to my station. Sure. So bring you, up you look- what the SSH has given us access to, and only that, and sends it over. You look back to your your terminal, and you have a little like command pop-up message from the SSH. That just says Foxwell certainly demonstrates that intelligence and sentience are not inherently linked. She would give a little, like, short, little, little cover her mouth quickly and, and start coughing. <clears throat> Sorry, it, it's very dry in here. Send the information over. <laughs> All right. Back over to uh, the ranger. Um, Tong and Silva, you've spent another probably four, four or five more hours in the holodeck. It is to the point now where you are utterly exhausted. Um, some of the things you've done in the last few hours was uh, included uh, breaking into a secured uh, outpost Tong managed to get into and what's around with some of the cabling in there. And, and you guys have managed to find a hiding spot that is shielded. Uh, Tong made, did some some magic uh, Ferengi fingers and, and you guys are uh, in a shielded bunker um and about 20 minutes into that uh you guys are both uh pretty much passed out when uh 
you hear the large uh, sliding doors of the holodeck open uh, and faintly out of the the corner of your gigantic lobes you hear uh agent thomas computer and program at which point the holographic things go away and the two of you kind of fall backwards uh, from whatever rocks you were leaning on mm-hmm. ow Oh, jeez. Do you mind telling us what all what that was all about? I was testing your uh, ability to ability to operate under stress. You've both done an excellent job. Your skill sets, I think, are quite suited. They're so. Uh, Go ahead. Um. Um. Right. There is someone I would like you to meet. And then I can explain more. Is it a Gorn? Is it a Horta with legs? I believe it is someone you already know. Please follow me. Um, You guys head out into the hallways and down the corridors, and you notice that uh, there is no one else in these corridors uh, between where you are and where you're going. It is just the three of you. We're, We're out of the simulation, right? You, you don't you don't think this is one of those weird simulations inside a simulation that sometimes happens? I can't say for sure, but uh, who can who could say who could say so with total certainty? I don't have it anymore. Um, you step into uh, you arrive at the next door, and it says Brig. Uh, you step into the Brig, uh, and you can hear the distinctive hum of one of the shields being up, um, but it is obscured. Um, it is, uh, there is a, an energy field, an energy uh, translucency oh. to it. Um, please have a seat. Point as uh, Thomas gestures to a uh, couple of chairs, and then he steps over to where the the. Um, switch for the the door is and flips it and a recognizable form and face appears um, i lost him though it is it is uh Teketh. sorry my zoom went out there for a second did i miss anything between what i'm saying and uh us arriving at Teketh? no just sitting down okay you missed sitting down <laughs> in the brig. In the brig. In the brig. I, I do love sitting. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. So when we see Tackett, uh, uh that traitor. Point to him. What's he doing here? Mr. Tackett is vital to our mission. No, he shot me once, right? And he may again. Well, that's reassuring. Mr. Teketh. It meant you no harm. If I'd, if I'd meant to really hurt you, I would have. Right. Very impressive, you know. Did you say you're very impressive? <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very impressive, you know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
I said you're very impressive. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm quite impressive. Yes, I totally heard. <laughs> I'm quite impressive, you know. Um, no one else almost? managed to, to track down what I was doing for ship. It was uh, quite handy for someone who's on so untrained. I don't suppose this mission is to uh I don't suppose this mission is to Brysa to have him sling sling us drinks. It is you, Miss Barton. Mr. Teketh is has a unique set of information a unique quality of information that we're going to require when we arrive at our destination. Yeah, and what's in this for him? Oh, can't the imagine restoration of Romulus. The restoration of Romulus, huh? So you're doing this out of the good of your heart. For the good of my people. Let us say the civic duty. And what if he decides his civic duty is to turn in a couple of Starfleet agents? I believe, based on where you're going in the information we are about to impart, impart you with, Mr. Teketh would find himself right alongside of the two of you being vaporized. She'll cross her arms, ready to hear more. How much of the situation on Romulus do either of you know? You have very low ranking, so I assume very little. Uh, Romulus is a pretty closed book. It's hard, it's, it's hard to tell. Well, some months ago, your crew uh, conducted a mission to Romulus uh, along with a sub-commander, sub-commander Toshari. That uh, mission, while, ha- while it had the desired effect to reduce the, Ro- the, the Romulan interference in the Klingon war, also had un known consequences, unknowable consequences that resulted in, well, a very dangerous person taking control of the the Star Empire, or at least practically taking control of it. Uh, A known enemy to the Federation, commanders, well, should say now Proconsul Sela. In the process, several high-ranking officers in the Romulan Star Empire have gone missing potential allies to the Federation. Uh, Mr. Teketh may have more information. If you want to expose any of the information that you have, otherwise I can do it. I don't. I don't know if we, I don't know if we can trust you. Uh, after all, uh, you you were spot. You were giving our, uh, our information to the Romulans. That's how. That's why we stopped you in the first place. I was giving your information to the Romulan Star Empire in an attempt to build our own forces and our own technologies. Hell, she are. Well, I suppose that's not something you can go up and knock on our door for. Uh, Toshiri tried and didn't get her very far. 
point, fair point. What do you think, Tom? Do you think we could trust this trust this guy? Um I I don't know. I I I guess. Um I guess he, he he could have shot me worse, and I mean he could have blew up the ship. Really, um, a lot a lot of a lot of fancy uh, bypasses and and uh, uh, a lot of fancy engineering that that went went into uh, all of that uh, subterfuge and and uh, communication scrambling and, and decoding and encoding and that, and all that. It, 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 it was, uh, it, it was, it was fairly impressive to the point that, you know, probably, probably could have done quite a bit more, um, you know, if, if, uh, if, if, if you wanted to, and if, if, uh, if, if, well, if, if I didn't catch it. Um, so, uh, and, and, uh, Romulans do tend to be uh, quite, uh, I guess, I guess patriotic. So, I mean, if this is in the best interest of Romulus, then I, 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 I guess he would, but then there's plenty of Romulans that I guess, see something different about what's in the best interest of Romulus or else there wouldn't be factional problems. Which, uh, why which, do we need a transport operator for this? <laughs> we look at Your that. skills as a transport operator are not exactly what we're looking for. Your, the skill that you showed in tracking, tracking me down and following even realizing that something was awry. Those are the Mr. Teketh has been in the care of Starfleet security for some time since you discovered he was a spy. Um, he's been aiding our covert teams to make sense of the goings-on on Romulus. However, since the disappearance of Toshiri, Commander to Sub-Commander Toshiri, Commander Toshiri, ranks change so frequently. Tacketh's remaining contacts in the Empire have gone dark, one by one. Until about a week ago, uh, we were blind on Ramos. We had no information. Then reports came in that Toshiri and several other Romulans and, let's just say, prisoners of interest for the Federation were being held prisoner on a penal colony world in the Azure sector. What we need you for, Mr. Tong, aside from your extensive expertise in tracking down uh, technical sabotages, let us say, uh, is actually a familial uh, connection that you have. Right. Um, Right. And I, I, I think, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'll be as much help there as I, as I think, uh, you think I will be, because if, if I could, then I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, I would, I would, I would be here, um, in the first place. Um, so you, you probably know more than, more than I do. Silva will slip her arm around Tom's shoulders and she'll go, listen, you'll be fine. Right. Uh, we uh, we we make one hell of a team, the two of us. We'll, we'll, we can do this. 
you wouldn't be the first transporter operator who had to make, uh, who had to go on a top mission. And you've got the lobes for it. I think you can pull it off. Great. The four. Well, of, I, oh, go ahead. At, at um, okay. I mean, I, I guess if we're going someplace that Romulans hang out, it's unlikely that we're going to have to run away from another Gorn. I mean, it is a prison colony, so maybe they have Gorn prisoners. I really hope they don't have Gorn prisoners. The four. I can't imagine. Go ahead. I can't imagine a Romulan prison prison is any is any uh, is any more fun than a Cardassian prison. So I'm going to enjoy getting people out, uh, especially if they're political prisoners. Right. Yes. No. Oh. Good. It it all sounds it all sounds very exciting. Um, I look forward to playing around with more Romulan technology. It's not something I get access to very frequently. And it's, it's, it's very different from, from, uh, from, from Starfleet technology and, and Ferengi technology. So that, that's, that's always fun. Um, we are out of that simulation, right? Uh, that's certainly a, hope so. a need to know basis. Um, <laughs> the four of us will be arriving at a rendezvous point that is unmarked. On uh, they will be otherwise unknown. We'll be rendezvousing with, uh, let us say, a smuggler, uh, where Mister Tong will aid us in finding passage in in securing passage. From there, we will be traveling to Karaya Four. This is a world that is known to the Federation as a Romulan prison camp. Uh, one Mister Wharf. Uh, from the Enterprise, found survivors from the Kittimer Massacre on this world. The Romulans have since taken a stern approach to uh, disciplining its prisoners. The people that are there now are high-ranking officers, high-ranking political uh, prisoners, several of whom could help bring some stability to Romulus, which, as I think you would surmise, would be of great benefit to the Federation at this time. Any idea what their their external security is like? Do they have patrol ships? Well, yes. The, and he, he, uh, He says, we'll discuss further in, the, in, in, the, in uh, if we are all in agreement to this mission, we will uh, provide more information in a less confining, a less confining setting. She'll look at Tacketh and she'll give him, give him a glare and she'll say, you know, you did only stun Tom when you could have killed him. It would have been more convenient for you to kill him. But you stunned it. That, that wins you some trust from me. But don't think I'm not going to be watching you. I expect nothing less. All right, I'm I'm agree. Let's do let's do this. All right. The uh, 
the scene transitions to a room that has, you know, displays and holograms and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't need to jump between, but, um, um, think before you transition, mm-hmm. um, he will, he will say the last, the last thing he'll say in that scene is, and since we're all going to be great friends, you can call me Ladal. Alright, all right. if you insist, take it. Just, just to bug him. Um, in, the, uh, in the room with the, you know, meaningful displays and whatnot. Uh, I forgot where my note was. Okay. Um, he tells you that uh, he brings up the, the information on the planet and everything else. And this is from uh, the episode of the I think bloodlines. I think it was the episode is where this planet was from. Mm-hmm. Um, but he shows you the, the, the world. It's a, it's a large jungle. You'll be going to, we will be going to a large jungle world. There are a number of villages uh, on this planet. These villages are used as um, prison camps. Essentially uh, there are some trading between them. Uh, there is very few ways off world technology is suppressed on this world. Uh, the Romulans use, uh, use energy dampeners. Um, the weapons that we'll be taking do have some reported ability to overcome this. So we should not be weaponless. The obstacles we will face. Uh, there are a number of guards in the world, uh, but as far as, the primary uh, obstacles that we must avoid is the Tau Prix-X. This is the Praetorian Guard uh, under the command now of Pro- Proconsul Sila. Some months ago, uh, the Praetor, uh, the, the Romulan Praetor, um, fell ill. Praetor Hyrin. Uh, was taken ill some few months ago. His illness has allowed the Tel Shiar, under the command of now Proconsul Sila, to rise and essentially take control of the Empire. The, the information that Starfleet was able to provide did, uh, which, into the, the uh, aid of the Romulans against the uh, House of Martok, um, those of Tural and and Farnek uh, did do quite a bit of damage to the Taushiar's support among several key senators, including Senator Talora. Um, however, uh, her position as the pro council protected Sila from any direct action. She has since taken command of the, uh, the Preexa fleet, which again is the Praetorian Guards fleet. They are... They are a fleet that uses advanced technology even by Romulan standards. They are a very dangerous group. Um, we will have to find a way around them, which is where Mr. Tong's skills uh, and familiar relations will come in. I believe you know your uncle Bro- uh, Brol. Um, no is an interesting word. Have any familiarity with Mr. Brawl will be smuggling you in, smuggling us in to this world 
and he will be waiting for us to, uh, for the signal for us to leave. This is also where Mr. Tong comes in, because we will have to find a way to transport off that world with its dampeners in place. Are we sure we can trust this bro guy? I mean, I'm, uh, I, I smuggled no. back in the day. I, I used to smuggle weapons for the Maquis. I think I could get us on, onto that planet without the need of involving third parties. Mr. Tong, you had something to say. Um, I, I was, I was just saying, no, no, no. We, we, we certainly, uh, you know, no, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't trust him. I mean, I, and could he do what? I, I believe we, we need him to do. Uh, pro- probably, probably, he could also do a lot of other really nasty things. I, I'm not, I'm not your point of contact for. For him, right? Because I don't think that's going to go as well as you wanted to. We've already made contact with Mr. Brawl. We're you, oh, okay. We're okay. counting on you to be our uh, liaison. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure that. Um, we're from two very different worlds. Yes, indeed. In fact, everyone in this room now is from very different worlds, Mr. Tong. Right. No, I, I, um, I right, know no, what I, I know what I know what you mean. This is one of those situations where your Starfleet training uh, and your. Yeah, I think it's the Starfleet part of that that he's probably going to have a problem with. Most likely. Well, we don't tell him we're with Starfleet. Well, he knows I'm with Starfleet. Good point. I mean, my whole family knows I'm in Starfleet. Most, most of Ferenginar probably knows I'm with Starfleet, and most of Ferenginar probably doesn't like it. I mean, maybe not most, but a good amount. Especially people like Brol. I mean, he gives bad Ferengi a bad name. The rules of acquisition state the greater the risk, the greater the profit, yes? It does, yes. You and your, well, your uncle stands to gain a great deal of profit. I, uh, I, I, I hope so. I, 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 hope, I, I, I hope you're sending him a, a, a galaxy class full of latinum, because anything less. Uh, uh, hmm. He's more likely to trust, even from a Starfleet officer, a Ferengi, then he has to trust the rest of us. Mr. Brol has, invi- has, has agreed to meet with us. I expect that beyond that, we're going to require you or possibly Miss Silva to get us the rest of the way. I gotta right. say, this sounds like a dangerous maneuver. He's flying pretty close to the sun here. We're breaking into a Romulan prison camp. I can think of easier ways to do it than and, depending on a mercenary. Hopefully out. Hopefully Coming out. from a mercenary. And hopefully not sold to Orion slavers. Or something. Allegedly. Get yourselves ready. 
technology that you require may not work on this planet. Well, not require, but in technology you may, you may otherwise find useful may not function on this planet. So it is now a good time to put your engineering caps on and think of ways around any possible situations. This is why you spent the last 16 hours or so in a simulator. To see how you can think that was supposed to... Mm. If you have any questions, now would be a good time. In that case, I'll see you back here in 15 hours. I don't think I have to tell you that this is to stay between us only. Is there anyone else even on the ship? I haven't seen anybody. There's no one else on this deck. This deck is reserved for us. Right. But Mr. Tong, you have a tendency to go off script. Miss Silva has a reputation for going off script. Sounds like you want people who aren't going to follow the rules. I want people who aren't going to follow the rules once we get on the planet. Until then, it's best. It's everyone's best. It is in everyone's best interest if we follow at least a few rules. She looks skeptically at that. 15 hours. Rest up. Right. He uh, dismisses the lot of you. If you have anything else you want to discuss without him there. I do, yeah. I don't know about the uh, the two of you, but I don't think this is... I don't like this relying on Brol. If Tong doesn't trust him, I don't trust him. What do you say we take this mission in our own hands? I think that would be a gross misstep. I, I don't think we know enough about the mission to do that, considering we don't know where we're going or what exactly we're doing. He gave us the world. We know where we're going. Yeah, but worlds are big. Yeah, well, we can figure that out. Right. right. I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm the last person who wants to see Brol and uh, vice versa, probably, really. Um, so if there, if there is a way around that, Agent Thomas knows what he's doing, and undoubtedly, in order to keep us from going off script, has information vital to the mission that he's not shared. Yeah, I just bet he does. Like, who who he's actually working for. I've met Starfleet Intelligence, and I'm not sure he's Starfleet Intelligence. I assure you, he is. You think he's a Romulan? I don't know what he is, but I I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. All right, we'll play along. 
for now. But I don't trust him. And I don't trust Brol. And if I need to, we're flipping the script. Or I should say, if we need to, we'll flip the script. Right. Right. Um, well, it, if, if uh, um, I guess if we do have to rely on Bro, we should probably uh, try 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 to make it as 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 easy of a job as it can be for him, uh, just so that everything goes smoothly and in the right order into the right places with the right people. Well, from my from my day back in back smuggling weapons for the Maquis, if there's two things. There's two things that matter to a smuggler. Money and not getting caught. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do this unless we can guarantee we're not going to sell him out. Right. Right. Uh, well, if, if we were dealing with a weapon smuggler, that, that, would, that, that, would, be, that would be fine. Um, what's, what's he normally smuggle? Um, well, I... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know that much. Uh, haven't really, um, like I said, he gives bad Ferengi a bad name. So we, the, my side of the family, and that side of the family didn't really, uh, get along well that much before I went to Starfleet and definitely not so much when I went to Starfleet. So my information is kind of a little out of date and, uh, kind of, you know, a lot of hearsay and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I, I think, I believe, um, he what do you hear and say about him? Well, uh, he's he's he supposedly works fairly closely with uh, the Orion Syndicate, which is not something most Ferengi do because, well, the the obvious implications of a of, of a vast uh, competing trade network and and all that, but also because uh, they they get into they get into uh, trade negotiations and 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 deals. And, <laughs> Um, uh, and contraband and and whatnot that it t- tends tends to be um, that the the risk associated usually outweighs the outweighs the profit um, oh, yeah. for 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 most Ferengi at least uh, especially especially working within the ever growing uh, bounds of the Federation and and whatnot um, so yeah all right well it sounds like a rough customer well we'll have to be careful. Someone just hailed the captain, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I am muting. All right. Anything else anybody wants to get from that scene? I'm choking on my own dying. No, I think that's, I think that's it. All right. Back aboard the Europa. Um, commander. Actually, the lieutenant commander. Um, Harris. Uh, calls probably, what's that uh, I was just gonna say we've probably converted like the modular lab one of the modular laboratories into like a modular office yeah, yeah some kind of office for him um Elizabeth and I don't remember where I would put him but the uh the commander lieutenant commander uh are in the office working uh he's going over uh the reports of the uh not just the incident on 
uh, the ML world, but also the stuff with the uh, Adali uh, and their her her uh, Onayat's refusal to, or I shouldn't say refusal, a refusal to uh, to to get in the you know to help them in the way they wanted to, and and how that has affected the international or inter interstellar relations. Um, uh, and then he uh, calls down to to wherever the commander is, uh, uh, Commander Onayat. Commander Onayat, this is Lieutenant Commander Harris. Could you re- report to my office, please? Certainly. She will make her way to his office. Ensign Hage, you... Um, you have some familiarity with the doctor, yes? Yeah. Uh, she and Jorad were friends. My previous host. Yes. Um, she has a fairly... Uh, a very substantial record. Uh, a lot of uh, commendations and close connections with both... Mr. Hage, Captain Hage, forgive me, and uh, Mr. Ambrose, again, Captain Ambrose. What's your what, what's your personal thoughts on the doctor? She gulps a little. Uh, well, speak freely. Oh, are you, wait, are you in? Here? I was. This is before you arrived. Oh, sorry. I was as you're walking down there. She did having this conversation. Yeah, she comes in. She comes into the with a pile of uh, pads and is talking as she's going over them. Uh, and uh, she says, uh, "Well, he she's incredibly professional. She's the most skilled trauma surgeon uh, somebody could ask for. Uh, that's for sure. Personally, though." I've never been able to get along with her. I know that sounds strange given uh, that Jorid and her were close, um, but she's always been a bit cold to me. Have you worked with many Beta Zeds? Me? No. Uh, This is my first posting off Trill. About that time... uh... (laughs) <laughs> the doctor walks in. Thank you, uh, Lieutenant. Or Ensign. Uh, forgive me, Ensign. Um, that insight would be helpful. Of course. Uh, Did you want me to stay in case you needed anything? or I... Yes, I'll have you uh, taking notes. Okay. She knows that it's not... The, the computer could do that, but uh, she'll be here in case he needs anything. Yeah. Commander Annette, please. Have a seat. Commander Harris. How can I help you? She'll come in and sit down. I'd like to make this as painless as possible. Um, but as you can understand, that Starfleet is quite concerned with the reports that we received uh, about the actions on Emil and the potential consequences of your actions in regards to the um, Dali. Mm. Um, so, I guess we'll start by getting your side of things. What uh, what prompted your uh, your actions on Emil? 
What was what were you thinking at the time? What was your uh, state of mind? I was thinking that a scientist, well, not directly under Starfleet, still associated with the Federation, part of the had gotten three people killed already. The people of Emil use propulsion weapons, which don't know how much combat seen, Lieutenant or Commander. I've seen propulsion some. We- propulsion weapons are far more difficult to treat and in many ways far more deadly than our than even our phaser rifles. Knowing this was the type of rudimentary weapon they carried, knowing that the two in the room with the doctor were armed, I made a decision. The decision to, to strip them of their will, strip them of the opportunity to perhaps turn over the doctor or to be reasoned with. I also stripped them of the opportunity to kill any further people or to be killed themselves for simply happening to exist did your, catch the attention of the party. Did your team not have phasers? Did. did those phasers not have stun settings? They do. Is there anything that you can think of that would indicate that the Emil would not be able to be stunned? We know very little about the Emil people other than they are similar to the Trill in their symbiote. Anson Elizabeth, I'm no expert on Trill, uh, but I assume you at least have some significant knowledge. What is the effect of stun weapons on, uh, on joined Trill? Uh, perfectly normal. Uh, the trope physiology, uh, we're more vulnerable to, uh, uh is it mosquito bites? Parasite. Uh, mosquito bites. Have, yeah. That's one too. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Parasite. And heavy stun is more dangerous too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on very high settings, maybe, but I've never heard of permanent damage being done, um, uh, with a phaser. Um, on a joint trail, but but it's worth noting that I we did um, the, there were indications that the physiology of these things were was different from the trail. As Hansen has said, the symbiotes of the Emil were rapidly changing their physiology. They were evolving at a rate one could say potentially in other cultures. Of course. Very well. 
the discussion with the Idali. Uh, your captain, of course, uh, uh, agreed with your assessment of the situation that uh, perhaps their treatment of their own citizens may not be compatible with Federation uh, ideals. As did Admiral Arlohi. Had you spoken with either of them prior to your, uh, well, as the Hidali called it, an outburst? Indeed, I did. What, uh, what, uh, what exactly did you discuss prior? We discussed the fact that the Hidali were practicing eugenics. And that, well, we did have a an agreement with them to trade technology for technology. And, well, the Starfleet ideals state we will not impress our own morality upon the other culture, and rightfully so. That doesn't mean that we have to be complicit in things that we know to be morally wrong. Hence why the deal was put on hold. Yes, pending any, uh, pending uh, uh, further negotiations between the Federation and the Hidali. Indeed. Uh, unilaterally, you decided, uh, you took the action to Put this on hold. Uh, you and the captain did this. No. Prior to speaking with uh, Admiral Arlani. No. No. I spoke to the captain. The captain spoke to the admiral. I see. And the admiral agreed. He did. <clears throat> did you? Had there been any indication? Uh, of an immediate conflict between uh, the Federation's ideals and the Hidali's actions. Uh, they had served quite well aboard the, the Mackinac, doing upgrades there, with no conflict. What precipitated the, uh, the conflict being brought to the forefront? The discovery of their eugenics policy. So a, a policy on their world that affects no one in Starfleet. Uh, a policy that if we choose to do business with the people that hold those ideals, we co-sign those ideals. Silence is complicit. And as a result uh, of this potential complicity, uh, you decided, uh, with the Admiral's uh, consent, to essentially instruct them in the error of their ways. No such thing. Does not seem that way from these reports. 
they seem to have taken a great deal of uh, coaching, I suppose. Um, as they were, they felt, oh, at least uh, their reports indicate there may have been some tension in regards to uh, their belief structure and how that may have been morally repugnant. I will say first off, Commander, facts are not feelings. Feelings are not facts. No, but international relations are, and the facts of international relations are often reliant on feelings. Intergalactic relations. A lack of care, as I'm sure uh, a doctor with bedside manner, who was trained in bedside manner, would understand that these, uh, the way we present ourselves can absolutely have great effect on patient relations. In this case, uh, if the councilwoman, the, I don't have her notes in front of me, the, uh, the leader of their people, uh, Dr. Joan, or, oh, um, yes, uh, sorry, that was the leader of the delegation. Yes, Dr. Juwan, her reports are quite complimentary. Uh, her personal logs do not reflect that necessarily, but uh, it seems that you performed a great service to Dr. Juwan, and she is quite appreciative of it. However, let me come up with the name here, Chancellor Brienne, uh, and the council uh, felt that the initial reports from Dr. Juwan indicated that you and the Europa's crew, not necessarily specifically just you, although your name is cited repeatedly, um, may have precipitated, precipitated a decline in negotiations and created a hostile uh, environment to negotiate from. Well, that is not... Uh, That is a fact based on feelings. There. There was never any intention of creating hostility. And I can understand from their perspective how that would make negotiations hostile. Have you ever had patients tell you that, you f- that they feel uh, a coldness? to your bedside manner. Times. As an empath, uh, well, as a, as a beta Z. Um, you would feel Elizabeth uh, mentally flinch. <laughs> uh, as an, as an, as a, uh, as a beta you have the, uh, the ability to read minds, to sense thought as is evidenced by your actions with the Emil. Indeed. What, uh, what do you believe uh, would be the reasoning for such uh, coldness in a bedside manner of a doctor who can literally sense the emotions of her, of her patients? Just a, is it a choice is what I'm asking. 
do you choose to separate yourself? There are times, especially in an emergency situation, where you have to separate yourself. Where allowing the emotions to overtake you divorces you from the logic that is required to save someone's life. Being not a beta sex. I imagine you don't know that it's not simply as it's not simply doing into your specific emotion. I am in touch. I am at times inundated with the emotions of every single person on this ship. All right, I can't possibly know what that is like. Um, and as a result of this, you feel sometimes it is necessary to divorce yourself uh, from those emotions and, and uh, lean towards a more logical uh, and fact-based analysis. Indeed. What about your parenting styles? If you'll forgive me, we are aware that there is some unease with your daughter who now serves aboard this ship as well does that also include or do you believe that that may have also been caused by perhaps a divorcing of your emotional self for a more logical one my parenting styles are not a question here and they are not relevant to my service to star to starfleet uh your parenting technique you're correct is not in question here uh, I am simply trying to establish a potential pattern in the way you resolve particular conflicts. I have decades of service history from which we can establish a pattern. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that certainly is taken into account. However, as you are aware, Doctor, there are a great number of stressors that affect our lives on a daily basis. One of those could be war. You served during the Dominion War with uh, uh, Commander uh, Captain Ambrose. You Indeed. both saw a great deal of traumatic things that can affect the emotions and logical connectivity that we face, that we see in ourselves. You have decades of experience and a record that is quite astonishing. However, since you've been in command of this ship, or in, in the command position aboard this ship, uh, it has shown new light on perhaps some of these stresses, perhaps, uh, and may have changed tendencies. If they were underlying or inherent tendencies to begin with that you simply were able to work past and now are not uh, able to so fluently work past. I believe that is something that uh, Starfleet needs to know. Would you disagree? I would not. But again. So allow me to rephrase then. 
how is your relationship with your daughter, Ensign Kendall? Uh, been since she's arrived aboard the starship. The Ensign has been... Cold? Troubled. She has been experiencing some psychological distress of her own that seems to have preceded her arrival aboard ship. She has been referred out to the ship's counselors as, well, I am her commanding officer. It would be a conflict of interest for me to attempt to work with her closely in whatever is beleaguering her mind. Understandable. All within uh, reasonable protocols. Indeed. I think I'll hold any further questions till after I've spoken to Miss Kendall. Um, do you have anything you want to add? Obviously, these interviews are going to continue. Um, the potential outcome, I should make clear to you, uh, this is an investigation to determine whether or not a court's martial will be held. Um, the result of which could be anything from being found not uh, not culpable for any situations that are, have arisen, uh, all the way up to including a great deal of imprisonment. The only thing I would add is... I believe in Starfleet and what Starfleet stands for. If I didn't, I wouldn't be. I believe that we all should be held accountable to our actions. We are all fallible. And I have done nothing to hide any of what I have done. Some of what I've done, I stand by. Well, then I will simply ask the question, do you believe that your actions, regardless of the outcome and the number of lives potentially saved, do you believe that the ends justify the means that controlling another person's autonomy, taking that from them, is something that, is an, uh, that would be in keeping with Starfleet ideals? It is, it is not in keeping with Starfleet ideals. Is it something that you think you would do again, given a similar circumstance? I would certainly hope to never be put in such a circumstance again. We would all hope, but this is Starfleet and risk is our business. It is not an easy question to answer. To be perfectly frank, Commander, it's not something I ever foresaw myself doing. To Do you regret Star your actions? I regret everything that happened on a meal before we even got there. That entire situation with those people is regrettable. 
I absolutely agree. And uh, when I am complete here, perhaps I will be able to pursue that situation further. I don't have any other questions for you, Doctor. Thank you for your time. Of course. Let me know if I should, if I can be of any further service. Of course. I think uh, we may have one more conversation, but uh, you've been very helpful. What am I feeling from him at this point? Um. Over the course of the interview, you've definitely felt uh, he was obviously guiding you places. Like he was, he certainly had a place to take you in mind. Um, and after some time, he feels like he certainly got you there. Um, so he's got a great deal of confidence now. Yeah. So uh, it's not malicious, but it's bordering on. Like he definitely has a zeal for his job. So. Um, so you, you exit, I assume. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to say. Well, Ensign Elizabeth, What's your thoughts? You've seen how she acted. She. Oh, me? You're asking my opinion? Uh, I don't know if I should really be commenting on the executive officer or my friend in this particular instance you are a aide-de-camp to starfleet uh the starfleet justice uh judge advocate general that's what i'm looking for for the starfleet judge advocate general in your professional capacity you have some experience uh, well at least hage has some experience uh in dealing with matters of command how would you have handled a, a, a subordinate who did something along the lines of what Dr. Onea did, hypothetically speaking? She thinks back to, she tries to put herself in Hage's shoes, which is incredibly easy given that she's a drill. Right. Uh, she might literally be wearing she, his shoes. Yeah, she's the, <laughs> She stands up a little straighter uh, and takes kind of his uh, posture as uh, she says, well, mind control is not something to mess around with. People have secrets that they, secrets, thoughts, feelings, they deserve to be, that they deserve to hold on to and be protected. And she broke that trust. I know she didn't do it on purpose. But I think that I think the correct course of action would be I think the correct course of action would be put her in a position where she doesn't have to uh, make those choices anymore. Because people's minds are too sacred for them to to play around with, and if she can't control hers, can't can't control herself, then she deserves to not be put in the position to have to. Well said. 
shrinks. She goes back to Yezebeth, basically, uh, and says, oh, that's what Jorad would have done anyway. Well, formerly her commanding officer and a well-respected captain. Um, I think we'll speak with Mr. Mr. Miss, the other oh, Miss Oneid shortly. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, here are those tablets for uh, Beta Z mental case law. I'll leave them on your, your desk. Was that it? That's all for now. We can take a break. Okay. Skedaddle. Uh, worried that she told way too much. <laughs> um, all right. Does anybody have anything else they want to do before we move on to another scene? I don't want to do too much more because it's 930 and I know Evelyn has a hard out. So um, we will do, we will get to Brol shortly, but we're not going to get to the planet yet. Does anybody have something up on the ship that they want to do first? Either Ambrose or any other Onet want to talk to anybody, anything like that. Any side quest things anybody wants to do? Uh, ooh, let's consult that idea uh, moments, the moments thing. Oh, um, goodness. Um, we have a new, another new character that we can introduce as well. Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? Correct, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Uh, geologist. A geologist. Science uh, officer. Right. He, he needs to talk with Kostra. <laughs> Kostra also has geology as a focus. Um, okay, so here's what we'll do. Um, that character was has already been aboard ship, right? That we 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 decided that you had decided that character had already been aboard ship. Just this is the first time we're going to be seeing them, right? Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. The, the Europa is actually preparing for a geological survey uh, and an upcoming. Uh, one of its upcoming missions, and in the meantime, we've also been sur- going over the the survey. Uh, information from the Valley of Plenty that all the the survey data that we've gotten there. Um, But you've been struggling with some of the labs because the ship has been flipping its labs over pretty regularly (laughs) recently. Um, It's got, uh, you know, it has the modular labs, but the labs have been been rotated quite a bit lately for the various things that Europa has been busy doing. Um, And you've been struggling with getting some things functioning properly in uh, Geology Lab 3. So you've contacted the, the chief engineer because Tong is off ship and he's the guy you would have talked to, but, you know, he's off ship. So, Kostra, you are heading up to Geology Lab 3 to deal with a some damn fool error that some keyboard... Spectral analyzer. Right. So some, <laughs> some keyboard jockey has broken your machine and that's what you're doing. So, Okay. Kostra, I'll go up, uh, enter the, the, the lab and go, all right, who broke it? I didn't do it. Amathi just takes whatever step back from whatever he's doing with both hands raised. Like he's used to being accused of breaking things near him. Amathi, I should have known you. You've been, you've been, you've been just... I didn't, I didn't touch it. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, you will uh, find that there will be fingerprints wherever you find it, and I don't have those. You know, you got me there, I think. Uh, 
well, he'll climb under the thing and I'll begin to take a look. Uh, what are you what are you working on there? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I um we are setting up for a geological survey and I am excited. So I'm just making sure we got everything set up. And I've been told like three times already that I'm not allowed to lick the rocks, but I'm pretty sure I can get around that rule. I didn't know you were a digger. I you can been? be. Ah, uh, you know, back back on uh, Ardana, I I was a digger. I worked in the mines uh, for a little bit. Cool. What'd you find? Ah, uh, we, uh, you know, I I once found this vein of uh, uh, pebbasite that was so big. It took you. It stretched from one end of the continent to the other. That sounds amazing. We couldn't mind the damn thing because it was so big; it would cause an earthquake if we touched it. Dang! The vibrational drills just—it couldn't. It couldn't hold up to it. Did you even? Ma- did you manage to get any samples? Oh, we didn't study the damn things. We just dug them. Ah. I'm sorry. I was I was a resource guy. Ardana, uh, we, we the 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 Mordocks, uh, uh the uh, shit. I forget what they're called. Uh, my my people. We uh we s- s- pull things from the earth. That's uh I'm sure some fool cloud cloud city resident may have studied it. But what we do is we just got the stuff out of the ground so that way we could use it to, you know, power the Federation. Of course. What, what, what brought you some, why'd you, why'd you start studying rocks? Oh, um, well, my dad will tell you a story of when I was a kid, I just couldn't stop digging. And my mom got really tired of me digging in the garden and just pulling out all the rocks that they've at the bottom. And that might have been the start, but it also could have been when I found this cool fossil in a river riverbed near, near our house. And I wasn't sure if it was planted by my dad or not, but that really kicked something off, let me tell you. Well, uh, I guess it takes just one rock to light the, light the spark, you know? Well, yeah, rocks are cool. Why else would I do it? You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Useful too. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Well, I got this thing back here running good enough. You know, you should stop by engineering sometime. Uh, you're. You, uh, you, I know. I know. I can be scary, and uh, I tell people not to come anywhere near my engines. But you're good people, uh, so. Cool. You, I don't mind. I will drop by then. All right. If you find any interesting things, let me know. I'm not a scientist, but I can appreciate a good crystal. And he lights up at that because it looks like he's been told to shut up a lot about rocks before. <laughs> it cost it cost her, uh, it goes, oh no, I've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> then, I will uh, do that. And I will bring you samples and we can talk about them and look at them. And I promise I won't lick them in front of you. Oh, good. Great. 
you do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, he adds the little. I made the Cadian joke of the geologist Cadian is is out there trying to find the perfect litter. <laughs> the most absorbent of crystals. Um, back terrible. to... What's that? That's terrible. Yes, that's the one and only joke I will make for now. Um, until the next one. Uh, back aboard the Ranger. Uh, your time is running out. You're heading... You, be, you will be heading back to uh, meet with Mr. Thomas, Agent Thomas shortly uh anyone have anything they want to do before meeting with mr thomas and then moving on to brawl any more thoughts going into it which is i don't assume there is but all right what's that uh, i was just saying do we want to talk about you you said that you made it you 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 were a little unclear on whether we would be bringing our own gear or so you'll be uh, taking you can take whatever gear you want um you're just advised that some of it may not work. Like if you take tricorders and stuff like that, they may not work. Um, that is not, def- there's definitely the, the, the phases you have are supposed to work. So there may be a way that once you're on the planet, you can find a way to make the things that you take work. Um, and it'll just be rolls. So having knowledge of the planet and Romulan technology, is there anything that Tekith could do to mod the, the equipment we do have to theoretically make um it would require it's the high energy stuff would like so the phasers is something that you helped modify um but the lower energy items like basic scanners and stuff like that like uh um you'll be taking pattern enhancers obviously Um, yeah that kind of stuff but um i suppose we're not getting uh the vulcan makeover for this huh no okay I'm sorry, the Romulan makeover. I right, think. right, right. Now you're going in all super stealth. So, yeah. The, okay. The hope is to get in and, and find and get out. Um, you get the impression, um, and one of the things that we would have been told is that the hope uh, the hope is that we get on the planet. Once we're on the planet, we're not there for more than a couple of hours. Um, get in, find the people we want, slap some pattern enhancers on them, and then have Brol beam us out. Also, because you get the impression, Tong, at least we get the impression that that timeline is imposed by someone who does not want to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, and whose ship will be being used to get there and back. Um, I I am definitely prepared to, like, uh, forget him and steal a ship. Right. Uh, if we need to. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think we'll have I'll have phaser rifles. Uh, you said that. Yeah, um, you can basically take any tech you want to take. I don't. We like if you can carry it. There's no. There's no. Uh, yeah. Plus, we can always use momentum and stuff to. Right. So we don't we don't need to like shatter run this all out and give you a list no, of things we want. No, no, no. In no, the no. moment, we can just be like, I would like a grapple hook. Okay, yeah, yeah. a grappling hook. Okay. I, what I, I was just trying to think of something fun that I would have, but right. no, I can't think of anything. Um, I kind of want to build some momentum with a roll here, but I can't think what the roll would actually be used to do. So, uh, to get advantage on something, uh, creating a plan would be really what kind of what it is. But I think uh, I think we'll wait um, and do the brawl stuff first. So, okay. Um, you guys arrive uh, at the. 
uh, back in the briefing room uh, and Thomas, uh, Agent Thomas is, is there already. Um, he's got, you know, a, a selection of gear that you can take and, you know, the, the, that Starfleet uh, gym bag that they carry on missions and all that kind of stuff. So you, you each can take a bag, which will have your, it's your cartoon fun bag of, of miscellaneous items. Uh, it tells you, uh, Captain Brol will be in system shortly. There is only one more thing I think I need to make certain you're aware of. This mission is, of course, off the record. Um, not officially Starfleet sanctioned, if you understand my meaning. If something were to happen to you on this world, um, you will be disavowed. Wait, this isn't a Starfleet operation? It is technically a Starfleet operation, but technically not a Starfleet operation. Not exactly filling us with confidence here. Clandestine operations are often this way. This is what you... This is what you wanted, Lieutenant Silva. This is what you were trained for. Mr. Tong, unfortunately, you just happen to be very good at it. Right. Um, so this might be my lobe speaking, but what do I get out of this? Because this seems like a lot of risk for something that I really shouldn't be doing and don't really want to do. <laughs> it's comforting to know that you're still a Ferengi. Um. If All the Hell Shiar are not stopped, if they are permitted to continue as they are and to continue to support House Tyrol, it puts the entire galaxy. Right. You'll be a hero, Tong, but you won't be able to tell anyone. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> uh, All too often, that is precisely how. Uh, she'll she'll punch uh, Tong on the shoulder, and Silva will, and uh, she'll say, uh, "You'll be a hero to me." Isn't that enough? Okay. Right. Yes. If it makes it any easier for you, we can guarantee that if you die on this mission, your family will be well compensated. Gee, thanks. Mysterious benefactors. Uh, go ahead. Silva will, Silva will go, wait a second. If you're... I've got a friend being kept in a, a uh, Starfleet prison right now. Trumped up charges. I swear to God, he didn't do anything. Do you think you could get his sentence commuted? Maybe something we can talk about after the mission. Well, if I'm not back to, if I'm not back for us to talk about it. Yeah, that's not how negotiations. Mysterious, work. mysterious benefactors. If you don't make it back, Miss Silva. 
fine. But I'm going to leave the name with you just in case. Of course. Let's go. You guys head to, uh, you head to the transporter room. Um, the agent Thomas typed something into the, uh, into the transporter console. Um, and then, uh, brings up on the, the screen, um, the external viewer captain, go ahead and send the signal. Um, the sound of acknowledgement comes from the bridge and then a ship decloaks. This is the ship. I believe you guys can see that, right? Um, excellent. And then, uh, on the transporter pad, let's go. The four of you load up and then energize. Once you beam over, there is a distinctive odor. It's the first thing that hits you. Like you haven't even finished materializing yet. And the odor just punches you in the face. It is distinctly that, that Nausic and funk, um, of a ship that is clearly like, um, just like overrun with frat boy bodybuilding bro, bro dudes, uh, with knives, <laughs> like, uh, not a, not a pleasant odor when you first enter the ship. Um, you see standing in front of you, uh, this Ferengi here, which is Brol, flanked on either side by two of the most gigantic, like, the biggest Nausicans you can imagine, like the professional wrestler size Nausicans, um, like six, eight level, you know, like that's about how big they are. They're just huge to the biggest Nausicans any of you've ever seen. Um, and he's, uh, he smiles a big toothy, um, sharpened grin. He's got a bowl of, uh, of the tube grubs in his hand. Um, welcome aboard my ship. Ah, nephew Tong, it's been a lifetime since I've seen you, my boy. Did you bring me any latinum? Um, Brol, um, not me personally. No, but you, but you brought me someone who will. Smiles Just, and kind of throws his arm around you, and like gestures the, the two grubs to, towards you, turning his back to the other three. I'll just look over his shoulder to uh, Agent Thomas. Thomas, that's what that says. Yeah, what, I don't know what I wrote, but that's what it's supposed to say. <laughs> I think I no, I'm, I'm handwriting my notes because I'm on my laptop. Oh, that I looks gotcha. like Agent Thanos to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not right. Agent Thanos. That gives a whole different <laughs> probability of success. Yes, the inevitable. Excellent. Um. Yes, yes. Uh, have some tube grubs, my boy. Right. Yes. Uh, thank you. Not something uh, I'd get aboard the Europa. Yeah, he, uh, he he pulls you in confidentially and kind of jabs you with his, like, bony finger. You're in Starfleet, but uh, there's a place for you here, my boy. If these people want you, I need you. It's a lot of Latin a minute. Think about it. Uh, I, I I will. A very, very generous offer, Uncle. Uh, 
pokes you again a couple of times in the rib. Let's go and kind of pushes you, not pushes you aside, but kind of like guides you out of the way with some force. Agent Thomas, you've brought my latinum. Uh, Agent Thomas uh, just kind of smiles. Yes, yes, bro. 15 bars up front, the rest when you're done. Or bricks, sorry. 15 bricks, the rest once the mission is over. He kind of, they get that glint in his, in his eyes. You can, you can almost see his lobes twitching at 15 bricks. Yeah. Perhaps we, we could um, negotiate further now that you're here. Uh, cloak, let's go. Uh, the two Nausicans kind of, uh, they take a step back and, and uh, you can feel the, the engines powering up as the lights begin to dim a little bit. Uh, it's a, it's an awkward feeling if you've never been on a ship with cloak before, because it, it almost feels like everything gets a little bit quieter, a little bit offset. Um, and of course the lights dim. So, Silva, Silva mutters. And now I can see why we wanted to, why we needed the Frankie. It turns to you and says, you needed me, pokes you in the, in the rib as well. It just like reaches a really, just an, a, an angrily long finger out and pokes you in the ribs. You need me because I'm the best. I'm going to, I'm going to twist his finger. I'm going to say, uh, I don't need you as much as you still need your finger. So let's yeah. keep our hands to ourselves, shall we? Let's, he let's not upset our, our host. He, he gasps as you grab his finger and the two Nausicaan step forward, but he kind of just puts his hand up. It's like, I like it with feist. Uh, she uh, crosses her arms. He just kind of licks his lips and and like his like pointy little teeth and laughs and ah. <laughs> All right, your rooms are this way. You're sleeping with the Nausicans. Um, walks you through the ship, or he his Nausicans liberty to the ship. There's a lot of it's this deck anyways that you're on <coughs> is quite messy. There are uh, a couple of Klingon targs. Uh, there's a Klingon over in the corner who is missing an eye, uh, missing a couple of fingers on one of his hands, playing with a knife, um, just kind of like flipping it in his fingers. Uh, and every now and then he shanks something on a, on a plate that looks like it's wiggling and pops into his mouth. Um, there are some other, less than savorable uh people aboard ship there's a, a an orion who is uh also just a big dude um both eyes though uh shaved head <laughs> he's got side mohawks rather than a mohawk on top he's got two mohawks on either side of his head that don't connect on the back for some stupid reason um with a little little ponytail that drags out like a like almost like the the 90s rat tail coming off the bottom of his head um, lots of tattoos all over his uh, the empty spots of his head and face um <laughs> he's carrying a, a vulcan uh not a liar what are those things called the the big vulcan death stick um, he's oh, got LARPA. the larpa he's got one of those on his back yeah. and making his way around and uh, everything appears to be kind of like the rancor's pit at joppa's palace kind of down here there's food just like discarded food thrown on the floor and and uh just the smell is is horrible uh, but you'll be staying in there. Well, most of you, Tong, 
Tong, my boy, come with me. You, uh, we don't sleep down here. Uh, uh, come with me, my boy. Gives one quick, wide-eyed side glance at Silva. Uh, yes, uncle, of, of course. Uh, you guys head into the, the turbo lift and he types in a, a, a password pretty quickly uh, and the turbo lift goes up uh, or goes somewhere. You can't really tell where it's going, but presumably uh, does does the keypad on that password have a particular uh, tonality to each of the button presses? Yes. OK. As a Ferengi, I will memorize the sound of each of those button presses. Good call. Give me a. God, I don't know what that would even be. Insight and command? Insight and security? One of those two. Yeah, I think either would apply. Difficulty, we're going to say, is... The difficulty is two, but being a Ferengi, uh, I don't know if you guys have your own... Was there a trait for a Ferengi? Yeah. All, Um, all, All species are traits, so... Uh, Ferengi is not in is not in the core book. I don't know if it's okay. in any of the supplements, but this is something uh, I, I assume created. that being a Ferengi, this trait would apply that you you have the precision with hearing. So we'll say mm-hmm. that the, with that trait, we'll lower difficulty by one. So the difficulty is going to be one. Um, it's a long password, though. So we're going to say that there's going to be a complication range increase by one as well. OK, could I make an argument for reason security? Uh in that I I have to to understand and be able to memorize and be able to reproduce uh, this sound. Because insight seems more like reading a situation. Right. This is more interpreting and being able to reproduce the situation. Yeah, I could see a pre- I could see reason or I really control probably would be the ideal one. But yeah, let's go. I, go I was going to make reason. an argument for control because I'll say control we'll, is my stat. Right. We'll we'll uh, we'll compromise and say reason is good. Okay. Uh, reason security. Uh, I do have my value secret agent Tong, but I'm not going to to pull that just yet. I imagine <laughs> a lot of what we do in this episode and the next is going to be relevant to that. Right. Uh, okay, so complication range two. Um, I can't imagine I have uh, a focus on this, unfortunately. Uh figure out where tongue is at the scene. You've got transport, no. electropressism, and a item appraisal. I would say no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have any momentum? You have no momentum currently. That's that's one of the reasons we're doing a roll. We can do a roll. Right. I wanted to right. do one earlier, right. but I, I really couldn't justify a roll yet. So. This is a good roll. Uh, you know what? Because I think it makes so much narrative sense. Uh, I will take a dice by giving you threat. That's yep. how that works, right? Yep. Okay, I will do that. I gain one threat and you gain one die. All right. Love it. Uh, Sorry, my laptop's a little slow. It is not designed to handle this much load. There we go. I think that is correct. Ooh. Uh, That is a beautiful, beautiful roll. Yes. That is the one success I need and a complication. All right. So with the success... uh, if you go to pick the lock, you will get advantage on the lock pick, um, which make the difficulty for picking the lock only one. 
uh, in the future, but you have a complication, which I will have to note. Uh, also note that you have a complication here because that will be important. Let's see. Tong got the sounds and a complication. Difficult. I'm going to write down that advantage because pick you're probably going to pick up before next week. Yeah, difficulty to pick lock reduced. Can that just be a bonus to all security? Because it'd be like the secure the, his command code. Uh, like, is, it, it's, is it this specific lock or it's anything it, that, you, that would use this tone? I mean, you could certainly try it in other things, but for now, you only know that it works there. Um, it's probably not his command code for everything, but it's certainly the command code to get around doors and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like internal security stuff. Yeah. To, to move to move freely about the ship for sure. It, it's yeah, the okay. green pass card, and some things will require the blue pass card. Exactly. Pass card. <laughs> Precisely what it is. Yes. Yeah. You can't like take over the ship with that code, but you can get anywhere you want to go. Probably. <laughs> awesome. Secret agent talk. Um, you get up a deck, or however many decks it is. Um, your keen hearing indicates it's probably two decks. The ship's probably only four decks tall, maybe three, plus an engineering section um, or an engine section. But uh, when you open, when the doors open, it is the exact polar opposite of what it was downstairs. It is Ferengi opulence uh, to a, a, a troubling degree, like an Elvis level of opulence. Uh, gold plated walls. Gold plated walls, like latinum plated seats, like everything in the house, everything in this floor is, at least in the room you're in now, is just painfully gaudy. Uh, well, not not to a Ferengi, but to anyone looking at it that isn't a Ferengi, this is just like, uh, there's a lot of money in this room kind of thing. Like, it's an ostentatiary kind of situation. Um, there are, of course, the little buckets for the uh, for the Latinum slips, uh, you know, to be able to do the things that Ferengi do. Um, he kind of pulls you away from them. Uh, not that you're probably going to put one in any ways, but... Yeah, might- I, think, I think I definitely look at it and like go and like pat my pockets yeah and then just he's he just kind of waves you up and brings you over and says, nah my boy no 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 <sighs> there's a lot of I, money to be made here boy pokes you again in the rib a little bit i could use a person like i could use i could use a man like you tong we're family we're blood don't your father and i we don't get along, as you can imagine. I always found him to be kind of a sniveling weakling. But you, you've got potential, my boy. You've got the lobes. Someday, someday, all of this could be yours. You ever wanted to control Nausicans? Um, I, I can't say that is a particular aspiration I've ever uh, thought about in much detail well give it some thought in the meantime how about some girls snaps his fingers and one of the doors open there's a few orion stereotypical orion uh individuals (laughs) i struggle in there (laughs) i don't want to say slave girls but they're slave girls um i mean (laughs) With heavy quotation marks, knowing how Orion's actually operate. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
No, 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 girls. How about the boys? And opens another door. Whatever you want, Tong, it's yours. All you've... Just think it over. I could use a man like you. And he kind of gestures around as he's walking away. Just think about it, Tong. And then... Uh, um, of course, Uncle. Slips into one of the other rooms and the door seals behind him. The, uh, is there just like a whole harem of scantily clad individuals in this room now? Yes. Yeah. And just there's like plates. Tong they, looks really uncomfortable. Several of them have plates of food and they, they get up and they're, they're beginning to move towards you. And uh, in, a, in a, they all start moving towards you in a, in a uh, seductive act. Uh, and we will cut away from Tong there. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, does anybody else have anything they want to do? That seems like not a bad place to stop for the night. No, seems fine to me. All right. Um, I was thinking about having doing a recommendation from the lieutenant there, but I think, I think it's a good I mean, place to stop. There, there's so many things I want to do, but we'd be here till next week. Right. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, it. That's why this is going to be at least probably a two part. Um, Next week, At least. Can, next week we can certainly go longer than we can tonight so ambrose has so many words <laughs> i i i really want to i i wanted to have lieutenant commander harris go talk to the captain because i'm ready to make a recommendation now she's basically all but admitted it i want to i want to so, i do want to have a meeting with kendall first i do want to have a meeting with kendall i think that would be good because of what we of plans future plans with kendall so um that's why i'm not going to do it okay um so we'll have that. We'll have the meeting with Kendall next week. I also will do one additional meeting with Harris and probably just Ambrose, I think. But what's that? Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I meant Kendall Dasabi. I know what you meant. Yeah. She, okay. I know what you meant. I think so. <laughs> okay. I, I did the I math. Thought, no, I thought maybe Jeff said because I do want to meet Kendall's main character. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're, eventually. We, we can't yeah. meet that character just yet. So I know. I know. I figure you got something special. Yeah. All right. So with all of that in mind, what moment stands out most to you this evening? I personally am a big fan of Brol. I didn't think I would be, but I am. Brol's great. Yeah, Brol's great. <laughs> Brol is, is so skeezy for ranking. I can't wait to see more of that. I still, think this, I still think this is the worst idea in the world. But <laughs> you know. I didn't know what the personality of Brol was going to be until I started doing him. So <laughs> He's going to cause so much conflict it's gonna be great <laughs> he's the sleazy russian weapons dealer archetype and i love it yeah that's kind of what i was going with yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, the character from the end of uh if anyone's watched it but the the last season of stranger things yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. uh so what moment stands out most to you guys this evening anybody got a moment Dasavi just digging her hole with uh with the jag officer yeah, <laughs> yeah. She has nothing to hide. Yeah. If nope. she had anything to hide, she wouldn't have included that in the report. Aren't, yeah. aren't you supposed to have some sort of legal representative or something? <laughs> that well, and that is my out of character question. Is, you you could have had one. You you did have the right to ask for one. And this is, that is just something a, that should have been clarified out uh, of character for my information because I was not aware of that. I, I like the idea that Desavi would have known it, but still would have like she doesn't feel that she needed it, kind of thing. Um, I mean, I'm, not, that, I'm no expert. Uh, but, given, given the zealot, yeah, uh, yeah. If if I had known that, she would have asked for one because I'm trying to figure at this point who Dasavi would report that to because he is not unbiased. I mean, oh. I'm no, 
I'm no expert, but I don't think legal counsel actually comes into the picture unless there's criminal charges. So uh, you have the right. You have the right to not answer questions to law enforcement agents. Well, just yeah. just going off of the um, making of a man. Is that the yeah. episode in in TNG? Just going off of that, there is the JAG officers' aid in which Raker played that role, mm-hmm. and then uh, the defendant is supposed to have his own aid slash. I mean, it's not really a legal yeah. representative, but it's somebody that has knowledge of that information and acts as their aid. In which Picard was to right. data. You basically also- the 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 way it would work in real life is the way it should work here as well. Like so, you would de- technically have the right to legal representation. You don't have to answer questions without representation. Um, these there's no been no formal charges. You're not under arrest. It's it was an interview. You could re- you can refuse the interview. Um, but I love how Desavi answered because it was it was. Si- that that's exactly how I imagine Dasavi would do things. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she could still it's be removed just, from her position mm. even without counsel getting involved, though. Just because. Oh, there's yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Again, it's a it's a it was an informal interview. He's not required to tell you you have the rights. I would I could have specified that. I don't know if you you could have texted me too. I didn't I didn't think about that. But um, and I I, I think. I think that makes sense just from, you know, how I was understanding uh, Harris in that he's not technically required to do so. And there so and therefore he won't because it's more beneficial that he doesn't. Correct. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why he wouldn't. Um, yeah. And I like it this way. I, personally, I like the way the story plays out, because in a TV show, not in real life, but in a TV show, this is exactly how it should go. Right. You mm-hmm. you you've made the you know, I don't have anything to hide. I yes, I I take responsibility for my actions, all those kind of things, which is exactly what you did. You didn't say anything that wasn't in your report, not really anyway. Um, you stopped him when he pushed too far and called him out on you know your parenting style is not not in question here. And he agreed to backed off on that one. Um, mm, now is of. when you, now is when you have <laughs> dance to dance around it. What's that? I said dance around it. Yeah, well he. He was looking for other ways to come at the conversation yeah. without bringing that up specifically, which is what a lawyer would do. Mm-hmm. Um, now is when, well, not now. I was thinking you were going to go to Ambrose and tell him what happened, how how you, what the situation was. Don't know that you necessarily needed to, but when Harris goes and talks to him, I think that's when um, it becomes so, it becomes clear that there is something here and he's going to pursue it. Right. Uh, that's when representation gets involved. Mm-hmm. And uh jack and i talked about some things before we got into all this so we had a a basic concept of how this is like where we're going to take some things so mm-hmm. um you're in capable hands mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i know out of character i know out of character like we have talked about where we want this to go and um no and i think i think next session Tavi will start with the captain with the um the concern that harris is not unbiased he is very clearly a dog going after a bone and that needs to be brought to somebody's attention. Right. He's a, he's a lieutenant. He's mm-hmm. a lieutenant commander trying to make commander is what he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. That. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, uh, no, it, I, I know we talked about this before and I don't want to give away, I don't want to like spoilers and all that, but so much of me wants this to be a much bigger thing than is logistically feasible. <laughs> 
yeah i would love to do an actual like courtroom episode i just don't yeah. think it's possible yeah i know just just do our own version of making of a man because that would man i would get so into that but yeah. that is a lot that is a lot i would have to do a, a lot of prep. perspective yeah. i would have to do a lot of prep and you know, not being a lawyer is none of us being actual lawyers. Right. Uh, I mean, and I, I, I watched a, a show, a YouTube video about an actual lawyer reviewing that episode of Star Trek. And it is. Oh, yeah. Legal Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should. If you haven't seen that, anybody in the office, in the uh, in, in the audience, go and look that up. It's a great perspective. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. But he does. A, yeah, he does a great job. Not at all related to like actual legal legal proceedings. <laughs> right. Right. But it made for such a compelling story. So I. I would I would love to do that. And it doesn't need to be legal, um, direct real world legal yeah. direct directly connected. Um, but it would require a lot of buy-in from all of us as players. Yeah. And it would require a lot of writing and planning on your part, and it would require a lot of foreknowledge and directed movement of the narrative from all of us combined. Right. It would, it would absolutely almost be a scripted episode. Like it wouldn't yeah, be scripted right. necessarily an improv episode with almost, knowledge of where we're going. Almost. Scripted. I, did, yeah. I did a session like this. I, I mean, I didn't need to script anything. I, I've done them in the before, but I don't feel like they really, they, they end up kind of adversarial and people get, it, it becomes uh, hard. It becomes really difficult to, to maintain the flow of narrative in the time frame that we have. I think it depends yeah. on the players. I, mine went well. Mine went well. I've done them. Anything. I've done them before, um, and they can be a lot of fun. But they are to achieve what I really would want this to be. I think it would it would require uh, a lot because again, think, to make yeah. it as entertaining as it can be. Yeah, there's a big difference between what works in a home game and what works on a show. Yeah. Okay. Um, because because it's a, a, a broadcast show. So <clears throat> anyway. Hey, let's have a moment that sends out to them. Uh, uh, I loved, I loved the big dumb nerd cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That you liked him. He was fun. Yeah. He's going to be fun and annoying, and that's his purpose. Did you start? To, did you start out with an accent for one of your characters? It sounded like you were starting out with an accent for one of the characters. Uh, with the first one, yeah, but I kind of, I'm not great at accents. Uh, whatever, just throw it, throw it to the wind, and do it. You can. I try to, but I, I catch myself not being able to remember, to remember them when I'm doing them. So, Yeah, it's probably going to be what happens. <laughs> we need to remember that her, her, her surname is her first name. Yeah, Tana is usually what she goes by. Sul yep. is her given name, and usually she doesn't like it when people call her back because it's a very personal thing. Yeah. Call people out on it. To, it's going to be tough to remember, we'll but I want to remember. Call it, out, we'll call it out in game. Absolutely yeah, call we, it out in game. We definitely need to have uh, uh, an Ambrose meets all the new people scene. Um, I mean, I guess if a Mothi has already been here, then we don't. No, that can come up more naturally. But yeah, have a have a performance evaluation or something that could work. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tana should definitely meet. Uh, with Ambrose, normally I'd I'd imagine that the captain would see you immediately, but Ambrose was tracking down uh, all all of all of uh, Harris's life history <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. It's, it is also technically the the XO's job. Um, very yeah. very so. busy, very busy looking for blackmail. Very busy. <laughs> very busy looking for some way to be like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna stop. <laughs> uh, he's off my couch. <laughs> um 
So who do you think did uh, the, who, who best portrayed their character tonight? I really enjoyed, obviously, uh, I always enjoy Tong. It's hard not to love Tong. Yeah, Tong um, was fun. I also would give. Look, props. I'm going to need some SSRIs if we're going to play Tong like this for an extended period of time. <laughs> uh, I also got to give credit to. Uh, um, the I was freaking out during that uh, that hollow deck scene. Yeah, I really I didn't want to do too much of that. I wanted to kind of gloss over that scene, but I. But I, I loved it. I almost had you guys do an actual fight with something. No, I'm glad we did not do that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it fit. I'll, I've tr- I've done that in the games. There's no stakes to it. It yeah. just sucks. Um, but I also and anything play. combat related. I think Tonk has like a nine or ten score in total. Right. Oh, we should he absolutely fight a character. We should yeah. absolutely fight on this mission. I'm, saying, hmm. I'm not saying we shouldn't fight, but I'm just saying holodeck, holodeck wouldn't occur. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. the time. That's also it's it doesn't fit the narrative really, anyways. But um, I also yeah. got to give credit for I, I liked the uh, I liked the Cadian. Cadian, Cassian, whatever they're called. Haitian. Uh, yes. The Haitian, the Cassian, whatever. The cat people. The cat um, man. <laughs> cat man do. The cat man. Um, I like suppressing like angry cat comments. <laughs> to, to see how long that lasts before it's like, okay, this character's be vaporized, but I'm I'm into it for well, the moment. <laughs> he'll calm down eventually, I promise. He's just excitable around new people. I, I, I was I, I, I want him and Tom in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy yeah oh, oh man i don't i don't know if the universe could handle that much nervous energy um no it's okay we will just hook, hook y'all up to the ship eva can take a break yeah yeah, yeah. those two and those two and fox will when fox was not being a dick <laughs> is that is that a thing yeah, yeah. it's possible it hasn't happened yet I'm, there's I'm a reason why he's a minor character and not my main character All right what do you say brian we need to write him off the sooner the better yeah he's going the, <laughs> the work I thought about it when I didn't have a place for uh, the the new character. Um, Should transfer to the Ranger and never come back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't have a place Neither for Tana at the first. To prove her yeah, I didn't have a place for Tana at first, and I thought about it like, oh man, Foxwell's got to go. Like, we don't use him at all, but Foxwell's got to go. That's a good reason for Tana to be on the ship. Like, she's the replacement essentially for. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I've I been. Can't, I can't pronounce. <laughs> And I've been leveraging Tong to replace Foxwell for for a while. Yes, I thought yes. we were leveraging Tom to, Tong to replace Kostra. Look, Tong's going to replace everybody. Yeah, Tong, <laughs> Tong is just going to become Eva. So yeah, it's just going to be he he and Eva on the Europa just oh, duo man. amongst the stars. I really wish you guys had done something in another episode, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Because um, that anyway, we'll talk oh, about that. Oh man, later. mirror verse episode. Um, so. Uh, anybody else have a character they want to give props to? Uh, I enjoyed the exchange between Silva and Tekith. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That is the most Tekith's ever talked in two seasons yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I actually like Tekith now. I want him to stay around. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, that was great. There's nothing saying he won't, but then again, there's nothing saying he won't get vaporized in this mission. Uh, look, right. Let's, let's, I mean, especially of combat, because I think my combat skills are worse than Tom. So. <laughs> let's let's keep it by keep it. Let's play by ear. Let's oh, yeah. see where it goes. Uh, I, I really did like him this session. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say that I intend for the gloves to pretty much be off on the next session. Like as far as that mission goes, like there anything can anything goes. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I know where I want the story to go. I don't know how you guys are going to get there, and I don't know who's going to live or die. So. <laughs> 
I would hate to kill Tong off, but sure. that would be sad. It would be sad. so sad. Our, right. our like three whole fans will riot. <laughs> have, have you looked at Tong's character sheet in a while? <laughs> um, Did you spend the arc points that we got for all of our characters like three months ago? Yeah, I, I don't don't make this too much of a thing because even like uh, I don't think any of our characters are really combat characters. No, they're not. Not the ones in this. I, not the ones put on this mission. I like. I like putting characters in situations where they're probably where they have a lower chance of success. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Where, oh, I, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be great. I'm just saying, like, don't expect us to be combat heavy. No, I don't. I don't. We we should definitely. This is something we can talk about off camera, but to mention it on camera, we should definitely have a talk about what we want to do with this next episode and this infiltration, because especially playing Tong, I can like deep shadow run this <laughs> because I, I will be so paranoid about anything going wrong with my seven fitness and two security. <laughs> right. Maybe like, that, we can oh, I'm slightly a, better than you. Maybe we can like come up with like a rough three-step plan between sessions. And then at the beginning of the next session, we'll like bring it out for the audience and like, this is our plan. And then that way we don't have to do it actually on camera. Uh, we'll 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 discuss it off camera and see what we want to do. I've got I've got some ideas what I want to see from the from it. So uh, because I'm I'm a seasoned Shadowrun player, you give me enough time, I will invalidate anything you have planned. Right. <laughs> but it's gonna take like three episodes before we get to any sort of action. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Did you anyone else have any characters they want to give props to? I really like the Savi yeah. in this episode. Mm-hmm. She really yeah. she was digging the hole, but she was digging it very well. <laughs> With comfort. Pretty whole. With comfort. Um, I feel like I have a really good handle on Dasabi now, and she's a really interesting character. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next session with that. And I, I kind of want to see what Kendall's thoughts are. I liked, so uh, in the in the terms of conflict in, between characters, I liked that Yezabeth uh, gave me fodder to use against Dasabi. And I thought that. Uh, I think it fit well, and I think that uh, I don't know Dasavi. I don't know. if I'm sure you caught it, but the the using the, the the cold terminology, I thought that was good, and I liked being able to do that to make both Yezabeth and hopefully Dasavi a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I I, I was really hoping to like uh, let let Dasavi feel a little bit betrayed. Yeah, uh, I I really wish I'd seen that. If we're going to the things we change. Uh, I, I would have you posted it in Zoom, and I really wish I'd brought up the fact that she's not command certified. That would have been great. And I I didn't see it until after that conversation. I, I didn't post it until after the conversation because I was in uh, the yeah. conversations. I wasn't watching the chat. No, but I, I really wish I'd brought that up. Maybe I still will at some point. But you know, I was trying to figure out what the sound. I kept hearing a chat sound, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It's because I didn't. I couldn't get the the Zoom chat to come up, so I didn't see any of that. Ah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Brian had asked if um, if there was anything that Yesbeth that jo- Jorad would know that Yesbeth would use, right? Um, but unfortunately, I didn't see it, so I reminded him too late that yeah. he knows we'd had we had those on screen conversations about he wanted Asavi to to get command certified and uh, and move up, and she's like, no. I don't right. want this. I'm happy in my med bay. Yeah. I feel like that's something maybe Yezabeth understands, but Jorad didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something that will come up in the future. <laughs> so, um, all right. 
What did you see from another character or player that you want to see more of in the future? Obviously, we've talked about characters we really liked, but what things have you seen from a character or player tonight that you are looking forward to next um, from any of those characters? Like for me, example, she, we, wouldn't, we didn't see her tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing more from Kendall dealing with this situation. Um, also, we didn't do a whole lot with Koba. I really liked that Koba was a, you know, Koba. Koba. Koba always knows exactly what to say. Yeah. We're saying the right it. time. I'm here for Koba sticking his foot in his mouth. Yeah. And Tana's a linguist. So she knows. I can't I can't wait to see more of her. She's going to if she's gonna ask you to explain what you say, just to watch you put your foot deeper down your throat. <laughs> um, I can't I can't wait to see uh your your main character too. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm also going to be interesting. I'm also looking forward to seeing what Ambrose. I want. I want to see. I want to hear Ambrose's words <laughs> mm-hmm. on, on this one. Am- Ambrose has a lot of words about a lot of things. Many words. I bet they're in a very interesting order too. <laughs> Hopefully, you write those out so you right. can. You need to write your Picard speech, <laughs> uh, or really, probably more of a, a blow that planet up speech. <laughs> the Cardassians want to live on that world. Fine, blow that world up. Um. All right, if you could change one thing about the session, what would it be? Brian, you, you had one, but if you got anything else. Yeah, I wish I'd brought that up. Um, maybe we still can, but no, that's it. Anybody else? Only that I would have had a brain cell this week. Yeah, I was struggling to get in, into <clears throat> things at first. Um, and I think it's just because my mind has been everywhere else. So. Yeah. Also, I think there were. Off for a while. Yeah, uh, my my usual if we could change anything is that we were not off, we were not down for two weeks, but yeah. it it was very reasonable reasons for for being down for two weeks. Yeah. So I, I cannot complain. Um, I mean, I can, but I won't. Right. <laughs> um, I I think there were some scenes that uh, there there were some times that I wanted to jump into other scenes but i was feeling like i was already i I, with tong being so big in this i I felt like i had enough of the spotlight Mm -hmm. uh especially uh, with uh with the scene with um kendall's two characters uh tana 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 uh in uh in the computer lab uh first of all there were there were a lot of we had a lot of scenes in a lot of places that Tong usually frequents and Tong wasn't there, unfortunately. Right. Um, but I, I, there were so many times when I wanted to jump in with the SSH, uh, but I did not want to step on, uh, on Tana's toes on, on Kendall, your toes. Cause I know you didn't have a lot of, uh, a lot of part. Oh no, you're, you're good. Episode. I know uh, you're good. I was warned. I probably wouldn't have a lot of part because there was already a lot of planning toward this episode. Yeah. When I start when I came up with this episode, there wasn't four players in the game, so I didn't really know how to fit. Uh, three new characters or however many new characters into the story, especially when they haven't mm-hmm. on screen yet. So I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Yeah. I, I came into this with, without the expectation of having a lot of screen time and I had a fun watching y'all. So I'm chill, but yeah, well, I will I eventually know. meet tongue and your, the, SSH. and with, a uh, a, a Mothi, your, your cat person, yes. uh, a Mothi, uh, yeah, there, there should definitely be some interaction with Varen. Uh, because Varen is an archaeologist, uh, paleontologist. Um, so probably a lot of crossover there. He, he, I promise he will calm down. He's just excitable. It's a cat. Nope. 
when you get when you get him out of special interest, he gets excitable. What can I say? I, I think that will be a great foil when talking to a Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. Does anybody else have anything they would change about this session? Ev, nope. Kendall, Jack, nobody? All right. Um, nothing I would change about this session, but I'm I'm preemptively projecting <laughs> something I would change about next week's session. Sure. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly how things are going to go, uh, but I was really hoping that Ambrose would be directly involved in anything relating to to Cherie, right? Because that's kind of a big thing. Yeah. So I will. We will touch on some stuff that we've touched on a couple other times. Uh, the stuff with the Kendall's mind episode. We'll touch on some of that stuff a little bit. Um, there is definitely. I I wanted Ambrose to be on the mission to save her, but it really just makes more sense for Tong to go. Um, on this particular mission anyway. So. Uh, we'll see what we can do with it. I, I, I do have ideas for to keep Ambrose uh, as part of it because it does make the most sense for Ambrose to be part of it. But uh, secret agenting is Tong. <laughs> I didn't want you to overshadow um, Silva or, or Teketh because uh, Ambrose is a, a very. Yes. Ambrose is a force of nature on stuff like in situations like this. Yes. So, yeah, I'll give I'll give you that one. Um, but we'll, we'll work with, I'll, I'll talk to you about it uh, between, between now and next week, uh, and we'll figure out what we want to do with it. Cause I definitely want to have him have more to do with this. Um, I, I want, I want my hero moment, right? <laughs> right. My saved girl moment. Right. Um, you got a whole ship, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, being in command. So many responsibilities. Right. Um, if nobody else has anything they want to do, um, Anything they want to say, uh, we can move on. You guys got anybody else got anything you want to add to the to the conversation before we go? No, I'm good. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please come back next week. Um, we will be off not next week, but the week after that. We'll be off for just that week, uh, as I will be out of town in a place that does not have internet. So I will not be able to do. Um, but that'll be the week of the uh do 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 do. Where's my calendar? That'll be the week of the I keep my calendar. My calendar is ideal. Week of the 11th. Yes. Um, I may be back by then, but I don't think I will be. So um, I will be out in the middle of nowhere. I want to have cell service out there. So um, other than that, next week, we'll be back. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel, possibly slightly earlier than we were this week because I was late trying to make food. Um, check us out online. You can find this show in all the places. Uh, check this. Check out the link in the show notes uh, or the chat. Uh, it is Linktree Studio Tembo. Uh, yeah. And of course, check out Jack's channel as well, uh, The People's Ascension on Twitch. And you also have YouTube. Uh, you can find a link to his YouTube in the Studio Tembo YouTube. He's down at the bottom as one of our featured channels. Um, so on that note, I hope to see everybody next week. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, please tell other people that you liked the show. And we'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.